the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And we have actually, I think, achieved nirvana of sound. Possibly. Because I don't hear anything bad sounds right now. It sounds good. Got a new mixer. Figured out that the kid was completely wrong out of, out of the gate with his sideways gun-shooting way of miking everybody. <laughs> Get all the sideways. <laughs> like, no. Should be up and down. Like a professional. Yeah. Kind of uh, like the way you see it at every other fucking uh, studio. Like, you're like, wait a minute, how come theirs are always up and down? And ours are always sideways. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, I don't know what was the deal with that, but yeah. We're going to find out because the kid's going to be in the studio. Fantastic. And he's going to take the hot seat of why our sound is way better now. Everybody has to agree on the, on the chat room. They all have to be like, kid, you suck. <laughs> I want to see a unanimous when, they, when he comes on. <clears throat> but we do have a, as I say every week, special show. But this week we do. This week we have a Mr. Jorge Cervantes. Aha, there he is, the kid himself. Yep, here he comes, you see? We fix the sound, and then he comes. That's how it all works around here. It's all you have to do. is As long as you have everything running smoothly, he'll show up. If it's, if it's not, if it's... This is the seat over here. I'm live right now, dude. Don't knock over the camera. Look at you all slicky, slicky slick. Sound good? Sounds great. Yeah, this is our first one with the new mixer. So. Yeah. New mixer, everything sounding pretty good, I think. Everything sounds way too good. I don't know, my headphones don't have sound in them. So. Okay, so which one are you? No. Well, He's yeah. uh, whatever. That one. It's the only one that's not on. Which one? This one. Yeah. You're number three. Yeah, that's better. Oh, that's look at that. Ah, hey. Oh, hey. no. The kid Ooh. is... Uh, oh, he's getting all mic'd up. No, see, look at you sideways. I just explained. This is wrong. What's wrong with it? Everything. This is the way it needs to go. You now. can see my erectile. face. Yeah, that doesn't. You matter. like no erectile? One, that's so no weird. one wants to see its better sound. Just, I like it. It's better. <laughs> it's better. Yay! Oh, look at him. He's all excited. I know. That's nice. It's What's going on? on? What's going on? Nothing. Past three days, just waiting for the fucking fire department, man. Fuck! Don't let him hear you swear. Yeah, Tanner. And just department. we're sitting here waiting on it, and it's just is Tanner sucks. with you. He's not with me now. No, okay. no. I was going to say, this show's ruined. Then. No, he's going to come by later. But no, we're just waiting on him just so we can get running. But yeah, no, past three days of Fortunate Youth, their final night tonight. So what? This has nothing to do with out. weed. You know? well, yes, maybe they do. it does. Yeah, they're I guess huge weed does. smokers, man. Yeah. Of course. Did you smoke any weed? Uh, yeah, a lot of weed. A lot of weed. Or you just walk around with extracted? No, just mm. I, I smoked a lot of weed, and I brought a bunch of... I even just bought flowers, too, so... Bought flowers. Yeah, from House of Dankness. Wow. This is what it is. But wow. It's good stuff, so I can't complain. Um, but yeah, do your thing. I'm going to go meet what? those guys it? at Cervantes. I'm coming right back. I'm going to go meet the guys at Cervantes, take a dab. All right. I'll be yeah. back. What's on the show today? Jorge Cervantes. What are you talking about? Oh, oh yeah. Don't mess it around, dude. All right. Well, I'll be back. All right. So you will have minutes. the antics of the kid later on with his own shirt, with his own name on it, so he doesn't... Yes. Hey, did you just mess my shot up? I think he just messed my whole shot up. <laughs> the kid came and he kicked the shot. Look, you got to look. It's going to be wrong in about two Awesome. Seconds. Is it wrong now? No, it's... 
It looks wrong. It looks like it really? Looks, I don't know. It just looks like it's facing over there. It's not. No. Okay. Good. That's no, exactly where we were. All right. Never mind. I, I figured it would. The kid would ruin it. So let's uh, do a quick shout out to the sponsors because we got like ten minutes till Mr. Jorge himself okay. calls in, and we're gonna have Mr. Wolf Siegel. We're, we're gonna call him in though. We have to call the wolf in. Call yeah. the wolf. <laughs> the wolf Siegel's gonna join the conversation, and uh, I mean that should liven it up just because those guys are old friends and wolf is on his way to a cannabis convention sounding thing what did he say it was that he was going to you know what i, I tuned out for cannabis <laughs> convention <or> something. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> we'll let wolf tell us where he's going but somewhere up there in the northwest there's a another event i mean it's like it's Ooh. never ending i got a cool story after shout outs too Oh, for sure. Yeah. You don't forget it, though. I won't. Or do you want to just say it now? Oh, it's cool. I just I got recognized by some of the chat gang this week. Uh, oh, really? I went to 7-Eleven to pick up some stuff there in the morning one time, and there's a dude named Jason. He asked me where I got my hoodlum, and I was like, well, I actually got it from Adam Dunn himself. And, uh, you know, because I, was, I told him the situation, you know, that I'm doing yeah. the audio producing here and all right. that. And uh, he was like, oh, I'm part of the chat gang, dude. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, we have a show tomorrow. So <laughs> nice. We'll talk to you in the chat gang. I thought it was pretty cool to get recognized in the wild. The kid will uh, tell you all his, his uh, wild antics, too. Though. Oh, really? Of course. I didn't know that was part of the gig. Oh, yeah. You definitely get, you get your own. You have your own. Fa- you, you will have a fan club soon, I think. Fantastic. Right now, we have a fan literally in there. You can That's going to be your fan club. Uh, perfect. That, that'll be it. <laughs> that's the kind um, of fan I'm used to. Let's kick it off with our buddies from New Millennium, who uh, are coming again back on the show but this soon it's going to be not just talking about new millennium it's going to be talking about all the different uh products at uh, five eight which is spelled p-h-i-v-e five eight um uh actually bring to the market right now which is mm. uh e lights and playground and a few other products on top of millennium so anyway they're going to come on the show soon with those repping those products but in the meantime let's talk about their main their main piece which is the uh which is the uh, line from New Millennium, which, like I said, I've been using about two years now. Super solid. Uh, works in conjunction with seasons, so it makes everything real simple as far as, you know, you know what season you're in, it, even though it's indoors. And you control it, of course, but at the same time, it has got a really great program, which fits most plants. And, uh, you know, they actually take into account longer flowering cycles, which makes sense. Um, so you're not locked into, like, hey, everything has to be eight weeks. Um, but on top of that, the uh, products like Decision and Winter Frost, they're, they're kind of like your indicator to the plant. Oh, it's time to flip it or it's time to finish it, you know, which is those two products are my favorite. And then on top of that, the Ruby Fulvic and the whole line, of course, is, is you know, the way you want to run it anyway. But if you don't want to run all their products, you can always grab those three products and try it out and uh, see if you want to maybe jump on board. And they are at newmillenniumnutrients.com. That's, remember the new in the beginning. I always forgot about that. Um, <clears throat> our buddies over at Growstone. Or no, see, are we at yeah, Growstone? Let's, Let's do Growstone. Oh, and uh, damn, I have to give you... Uh, have to give you the intro for our other guys because they have their own... Where does this sound come from? That yours? That was me. Ah, there I you thought go. I was connected to my thing. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering. I was hearing a little echo, sh- echo schnecko. I was like, all this great sound and we're getting echoes? Right. Come on, guys. Um, no, I have some intro uh, music for, I don't know if it's intro or outro. It's really, it's a whole song, but basically 
Caesar now sent us, which I got to get him on the program with you so that he can get direct so you can be ready for it because things like this where I forget yeah. about intro music. Like, damn, I should have had, probably should have had that lined up, right? For sure. But and, uh, anyway, Growstone available all over America and made in America with all American glass. And hopefully not too many pieces, but pieces can go in there. <clears throat> bottles, beer bottles. Lately for me, root beer bottles. Um, and other other fine beverages. Uh, but also, you know, it's great to know that what you're doing is not, you know, you're not mining it out of the ground or whatever. So it's like, we got enough bottles. And we got more plants than we can shake a stick at these days. So it's good to have stuff where you know you're not... Contributing to some mining of some, you know, very limited thing. Like, like people don't realize perlite is actually a mined product that's then, you know, baked and turns all beautiful and clean looking and nice. But it's actually literally, it's not just something, you know, it's no chemicals. It's actually from nature, which, you know, you want it to be. But at the same time, you also want it to be something that you can replicate. And obviously, broken bottles, we can replicate those. com. check them out. They're, uh, if they're not available where you're at, because they... They are more of a specialty product. Hey there, it's Adam Dunshow. Who we got there? Hey, uh, Adam, it's Jorge Cervantes. Hey, Jorge, how you doing? We are um, just doing the old bill paying right now with uh, our with our uh, sponsors, and then we're gonna jump on with you. So. Okay. You wanna if you if you could either hang on the line or if you wanna give it like five more minutes or so, I'll be done. Uh, okay, I, I could just give you a call back in five minutes. Sounds um, good. Sounds good. I'm glad you're. I'm glad yeah. you're on the ball though. That sounds good. Most of the time, it's uh, you know, five phone calls back and forth to each other. Like, wait a minute, is this how do you do this? <laughs> so good to see you're on the ball. <laughs> so yeah, give uh, give us about five more minutes, and I'll just I'll get my last sponsors okay. done, and then we'll uh, okay. we'll, we'll get sounds into great. it. Okay, talk to you soon. Sounds great. And then so, I'll just ring you. So that's nice to know Jorge's on point. Uh, and with uh, that, we will jump over from Growstone to... Mm, seeds Here Now. Seeds Here Now, but I don't have the incredible theme song, which you have to get from me. That's the problem. So Okay. Um, we'll, but we'll, we'll just talk about Seeds Here Now. We'll definitely so, get it from I like how week. they're like putting me at the top of the list. Is this like, on purpose, maybe just for this one day a week? They're like, yeah, make sure you put it out at the top. Cause, you oh, know, there you go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you've got to make sure you have that. Nice. Um, but also available from them, 35 other breeders, which are all on point and top top. We're actually going to have uh, Mike, I think, going to call in because we didn't get to talk to him last week. But uh, he is got a new drop, I think, with them recently. And also um, there's a few other ones that were like, uh, I think it was Mephisto or anyway, we'll have them. We'll, we'll have them on at the 420. Uh, they're going to call in for like a minute or two. Well, not a minute or two, a few minutes. And talk to while we have a word, it's going to be a big craziness. It's going to get crazy. Oh, yeah. Wolf's going to be there. It's going to be nuts. Action packed show. <laughs> Action packed. Uh, archive, of course, had some drops recently. Um, but th- like I said, all the best in, in North American breeders, which is, you know, all, all under one roof. It's like a car dealership, now, mm-hmm. literally. But uh, also on Seed Holics is their other site where they have an auction site going on. So there's a lot of rare packs and. Things that people had in their fridge, deep and deep from the fridge. That's usually, those are the best. You know, those are the ones you're like, oh, I forgot about this. And you 
pull out a little thing, a thing inside of a thing inside of a thing. <laughs> those are what he has on the auction. A lot of those kind of crazy deals. Um, SeedsHereNow.com. Check out their stuff. Their site is up and running. I I checked it out. It looks good. It's maps moving quick now too notice that how much more slick it is oh yeah boom pow for sure see how fast it goes <laughs> but uh no it's cool they're uh bringing the genetics to the people and this is the time of year when if you have a just if you have a choice to go between seeds or clone and you're growing outdoors don't even waste your time considering the considering just fucking get some seeds and put them in it because you're going to be so much more happy with results that you get plus you know you're adding to the gene pool that we have which you know we don't need to take away from it we need to add to it and on that note i want to make sure i get this song lined up because we'll, we'll definitely play it but we'll play it at the end because it's a it's a whole song and we got we, we're gonna have jorge on in a minute so i'll have that lined up for the end of the show and we so gives us plenty of time okay you can send it to me. I'll have it all lined up. You can send it to yourself and then bring it in and yeah. bam, it's going to be awesome, dude. It's, gonna be off the, it's off the chain, dude. I'm down with it's it. So, I want to play it. It's, it's just... It's so West Coast. We just have to get it down here. That's all. You will. But okay. I'm going to also get you linked up with the right person from them. So it's not going from them to me to you to them. And then, yeah, you know how that goes. Uh, but also, let's jump over from seedsherenow.com to... Build a Soil, also uh, going to be on the show real soon. We were talking about maybe next week, getting Jeremy on. I was actually thinking about getting him on this week, and then all of a sudden I found out Jorge's coming on, and I was like, what, Jorge? Well, there you go. Sorry, you got bumped by the big dog. So that's just that's the way it is, Jeremy. Sorry. But in general, uh, Jeremy's a big dog in his own right. He's got the best uh, amendments and soil ability to build you whatever soil you need. And uh, is that somebody rolling in or just a question? Uh, I don't know what that was. Something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But buildasoil.com is a way to get to him online. Also, you can go to 855-877-SOIL and talk direct. I'm sure it's a crazy time of year right now, but it's also the time you need to get your shit in order, literally, because it's uh, time to get those things built and ready, those beds, whatever, however you're growing. Um, even indoors. Um you know, got your no-till going on. This is a, this he is your source for all those things. Um, and uh, again, we'll have him on the show. I think next week, hopefully. If not, it'll be a week after or so. But it's definitely going to be soon because I want him to talk about now because it's like everybody seems to be late on the starts this year. And here we go. We got Jorge. So we will do the rest of them after. We'll just jump in. Right. Hello, Mr. Jorge Cervantes. How are you doing? Good, good, Adam. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, staying super busy. Obviously, like all of us uh, old, old old guys out here in the industry are, are getting pulled left and right here and there and everywhere. So, you know, that, that part of my life is just getting weirder. <laughs> but, it's, but as far as yeah. home life is good and things are rolling and kids growing. And how was how – uh, you still in Sonoma or – yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Sonoma right now. Actually, I'm um, as we speak. The painter is here, painting the house. Oh, nice. Well, last week we had guys I'm, like drill, drilling next door, so that's better than that. So we're good. Paint. Tell them to paint real quiet. Yeah, yeah. Tell them to uh, paint real quietly because you got a show going on. So it's real quiet. Keep those Sometimes the compressor goes off, and that's. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, is it right really next good. to your head? Is it right next to your yeah. head while you're, while you're doing no, this? No, okay. no, no. It's outside. I can see everything from here. Okay. Uh, nice. My, but it's a good deal because uh, one guy and he's doing a real good job. I'm real pleased with it. Great. 
great. Yeah, and the big news is I'm going to sell this house in Sonoma because, hmm. you know, I'm in Spain half the time. Sure. I'm in Barcelona right now about half the time. And um, haven't decided whether to move there 100% of the time right now or not. There's so much going on here. But I'm like you. Know, I'm getting burned out, too. I mean, at least you've got you've got more going on than me, probably. Well, no, I don't know about um, I don't know about that. You're you're definitely uh, um, you're you're higher up the you're higher up the food chain, so you may be more more needed in, in drastic measures than I would be. So, uh, but in general, yeah, definitely, it is crazy how like you, you know if you you could never do everything that people want you to do because that'd be like you'd have nothing left. <laughs> but you know you have to be very oh. selective. Like I think I'll go to Hawaii and then I'll do. <laughs> you're like everybody wants to go to the good ones now. You know what I mean? Like as far as a half vacation, oh, exactly half vacation. Well, you, you know, there's so many of these fairs out there now. It's unbelievable. You know, I mean, I always go to Spanabiz mm-hmm. in Barcelona because it's real easy and I know everybody there and, and stuff for a lot of people there. But there's so many of these new fairs, I, I mean, I can't keep up with them. I can't even get a, a good list. And then there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of new ones all the time that you can't believe it. Um, there's local fairs, there's state ones. Uh, and pretty soon, well, Oregon's already done it. They've already incorporated cannabis into the state, state fair. fair. Yeah, they tried that here. So, they tried that yeah. here, and it was um, it was weird because, of course, you know, they tried to do it within the parameters of whatever lawyers told them to do, which was okay. You guys can do uh, it, but you can't have any cannabis there. I was like, what's, what's the point of that? I was like, that doesn't really make any sense, right? So I was like, we have pictures no, that, of cannabis, and we could have could talk about cannabis and it was like okay that's stupid you know so so in the end it wasn't uh, it wasn't what you thought it was going to be which was big plants in your face you know what i mean which, no that's not the same in oregon i didn't go uh but apparently it was really a good deal and you could have cannabis plants there and you know oregon's pretty loose yeah, um, I mean, definitely always had better. Everybody's growing there. <laughs> exactly, and, and and they're and they're proud of what they're growing because they're growing humongous plants. I mean, it's one of those, probably some of the biggest plants in America are now being grown in Oregon just because they have kind of some number issues and people are, it's a you know they're able to support it because the plants are in that kind of perfect kind of humid enough environment. You know, I mean, here it's very hard because it's so dry to grow a humongous plant yeah like they've got down there i was i was down there uh, or i mean up there from where i'm at now in sonoma uh but up there in uh williams oregon and uh the applegate valley and the josephine county and man there in illinois uh drainage area river valley there's all kinds of growing going on there i mean there has been for years but if you take Highway 199 across, it's, I think everybody out there on that road is growing. It's unbelievable. And uh, these one guys, they had like 12, pound, 12 to 14 pounders they, they yep. said they were coming in at. Right. Um, and it was real interesting because what they did, well, first they were uh, vegetable gardeners mm-hmm. and uh, market gardeners. And then they changed and then they were seed growers for castor beans, and then they they have this really great uh, land, it's river bottom, mm-hmm. and what they do is they put their plants out uh, early, obviously, 
but they train the branches so they're at 90 degree angles. And they put three wire baskets around each plant mm-hmm. as it progressively grows. And these things come out, you know, they had like 80 of them. And they were averaging, uh, they averaged, I talked to them, uh, over 10 pounds a piece, all of them. Right. That's the average. Yeah. And that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, right? It's like it's like one of those like yeah. Yeah. You know, so when you it is interesting when you get guys who aren't smokers or aren't really interested in that side of it all, but they're just really good gardeners and they come back with crazy good yields and they don't get it. Like they're like, is that good? I've had that a few times too. Like they're like, is this a good job? You're like, yeah. <laughs> you did like one point three seven grams per watt on your first round with no CO two. It's like amazing. You know what I mean? It's like, how, how, how did you do that? You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just crush it. But see, out here, everybody's growing with uh, uh, outdoors or in a greenhouse because yeah. those light deprivation greenhouses are huge here. Yeah, but they're also it must be really uh, fact, well, it must be really sweaty in those ones in Oregon, huh? or yeah. Well, you know, I mean, in Garberville they have the this, this year is going to be the fourth year the Golden Tarp Awards. Oh yeah, in October. You know, yep. Yeah, we've had we've yeah, had, we've had them on the pretty cool. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had them and, on, on the show. That was definitely uh, th- yeah. Those guys are great. I love them. I love I love. Uh, Kevin Jodry, he's wonderful. Yeah, Kevin's a really awesome guy. And then awesome there's girl. the other guys. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, he's one of those guys who, when you listen to him, he's, uh, for the first, like, 30 seconds, because anybody with an East Coast accent kind of throws you off at first. You're like, wait a minute, is this guy for, <laughs> is this guy for real? And then all of a sudden you he listen. can't lose it. No, he can't. And then all of a sudden you listen, and you're like, oh, well, he's been living in Cali for a hell of a long time. He still has a real thick fucking New England accent. No, <laughs> He can't. Him and his, him and his uh, brother, his weightlifting brother, he can't lose it. His, his brother is like a, a champion arm wrestler, in the, like world-ranked in everything. Wow. Yeah, and <laughs> you then, should see him. He's just like t- totally strong. I mean, the guy's incredibly well-built. Good guy to have around um, the farm. Yeah, but Kevin, he's great. I, I, in fact, I'm going to get some clones from him. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Wonderland is definitely the, the, a great place to get uh, genetics from because he's – so on, he's so on it, and you can tell he's doing it always for the right reasons. And yep. he's really trying to like make sure you get what you paid for. And I, I would definitely, if I live close enough, go pick up some clones from him if I could. Well, I'll tell you something really interesting. I mean, not only is he well educated, knows what he's doing, and and been living and breathing this stuff his entire life. He um, he's getting all of the varieties, all the good varieties that come through his plate. He's getting sequenced at uh, Phylos Bioscience. Nice. He's so, getting the genome sequenced, so they can, they'll they'll uh, learn the DNA. Uh, yeah, and then that's and, another guy. Uh, you're like you're like plugging all of our, our our previous shows, which is great. So keep going, <laughs> keep going. You're like Phylos. Yeah, check yeah, out no, show I mean, number yeah, one eighty two. Yeah. No, they're hip. Yeah, they're hip. They're they're great guys. I mean. Well, you've been around a long time. You know good from bad. Yeah. I mean, those guys are just outstanding, you know? Yeah, and, and it's good because, um, you, you, you know, you, you get something that you know is not, What I've been using them for is is mostly to figure out with the, with the weird, dodgy you know, stuff that I got from people that I never really believed in the first place, but I liked the plant, so I kept it. And then, sure enough, right. it's, sure enough it's 100% not what they said. 
but now I kind of have an idea of, of, <laughs> of where I have an idea of where it says of it. What and, it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Oh, okay, this is great. Cause now I can actually move further on with this thing and not feel like, cause I couldn't call it what they were saying. And it was just like, I can't cause it's not, you know, I, mean, I know it's not, but it's a beautiful plant. Well, you know, it, so. it, it's, it's real interesting what I, what they were saying too. And now they, I think it's, I don't know if it's up yet or not, but, uh, where they're, I think it is. I I didn't check before I got on, but it's uh, where they're grouping plants uh-huh. that have like really, 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 really similar characteristics but different names, and because they're finding quite a few that are the same, just almost the same damn thing, and, but with a very, very minor, slight, infinitesimal uh, ch- uh, difference in it, mm-hmm. and they're finding a lot of plants. It's the same damn thing. They just have a different name. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Yeah, well, that, that's basically half half of our shows have been about that. But you know, the obvious is with 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 Kush, with Kush being the obvious one that we all know was renamed a million times. Yeah, and then and then on top of that, like you know, Granddaddy Perps, same thing. You know, that's been renamed. And, and, <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And marketed exactly. and marketed hard as another strain, but we all knew it was you know. And those those things all. That's the one thing about Phyllis is like it's like there's good and bad, but then there's been a little bit of weirdness i've noticed with i mean a few of the things that i check i'm like okay well they they kind of have uh a little bit too much of the similar there's a few things that were so similar on their descriptions that i was like well okay that's kind of like it can't all be those same characteristics on that part of it you know what i mean but 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 at the same time Um, i feel like the more information they get then the more that they're going to be able to expand that base and make it a little bit more like well okay. here's the thing Here, here's the thing when you write those descriptions i mean the the beauty of science is it's all mapped out for you genetically you can write up descriptions and say things about stuff but if you write all that stuff and you have to do a couple thousand of them and they come in every day you start sounding the same you know yeah, yeah. so that's the beauty of uh, that's the beauty of uh science well, also the interesting part is that those it, guys are gonna go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. You go. You go. You're the guest. You go ahead. Oh, okay. I believe those guys are gonna go and uh, 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 change everything because everybody's just made. You know, a lot of people are just making stuff up now. Oh, of course. You know, well, no, they're at the end of their. They're, they're, they're at the end of it now, where it's like they don't even know. You know what I mean? So, because yeah, that's the problem. Is when it comes to you as something and then you're not 100% sure and then you throw your own twist on it and it that happens you know year after year after year sometimes multiple times in a year then you're talking like over the last <laughs> 20 plus years you know you can be so far off the market at a certain point because people love to you know when Hayes was selling when Hayes was selling everything yeah. was a Hayes you know what I mean and you're like okay it just doesn't just because it has a weird like jack smell doesn't automatically mean it's a haze you know what i mean it just it just means it has part jack in it which yeah exactly which is exactly, a very strong exactly. strong dominant thing and, you know i mean uh, and and the thing is too about seed see you know i mean you watch you were a big part of the seed market when it grew in in uh europe and you watched it grow and well like i say you were a part of it and now you know, it's continuing to it's grow, like but it's, it's yeah. well, if we're from Morocco, it's pretty much maxed out. Oh, right? I know. It is. <laughs> you know? It is. And the, uh, and, and the funny part is, is that, like, you know, the the what's sought after now, a lot of times, and, and I ran into this a lot. I'm sure you've probably seen it, too, where you're, like, way out in the middle of nowhere, 
and then you think you found something super cool, like, oh my God, dude, is this the lost fucking you know type of plant? And then later you find out it's like from Sensi or something, and you're like, what? Like, yo, yeah, a guy came in from Holland and he gave me a pack, and I grew him, and then that's became and then like we we forgot about the weed we were growing, and we just been growing that, you know, and you're like. So it's been here for 20 years, but yeah, yeah. but it's now, you know, and we're getting to that stage where that's almost more common than not because everywhere has, well, it, you know, see, access. Now, here's the real interesting thing, though, now. There's, you know, technology's totally changed the whole whole paradigm because now with the Internet, people in remote locations can look up stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and they have access to information they never had before. And if they have the U.S. mail, or if they have some kind of a mail system, they can mail in samples from, you know, like Africa or somewhere, uh, mm-hmm. in Central Africa, say, and uh, to Philos, and they can track it. And this, and before, you used to have to go personally and pick this stuff up mm-hmm. and do it. Now it can all be done, you know, like really remotely. And yeah, so yeah, I think sure. that's going to change things a lot. Yeah, it's going to expose you know, a lot. It's going to expose some things that we're going to be all bummed out about because it's like meeting your hero sometimes and you're like, "What? That guy was such a douchebag." It's like <laughs> you thought it was going to be so cool and then you now right, you don't really right, right. you'll never look at them the same, you know what I mean? You'll never look at the movie or whatever, the, you know, listen to the music the same. You're like, no. "Yeah, it's Yeah, it's going to take the mystique out of a lot of stuff for sure." Yeah, it's uh, And then the other deal is what I'm learning, I've been hanging out with the hemp guys uh or yeah, there's one guy, uh, Jerry Norton, uh, up in Oregon, in Salem. Well, he's, he uh, grew 100 acres of hemp, mm-hmm. and he's extracting uh, CBD oil out of it. And, and this year, he's going to partner with people and grow more hemp, too, and then grow more of his own acreage. Mm-hmm. But he's at, uh, he'll, he'll grow over 1,000 acres this year. And, um, and do you know what, what, yeah. you know what kind of uh, seed he was using? by any chance or like yeah he's got one that because he he's a grass seed grower to begin with mm-hmm. and kind of like the black sheep of the family you know but they're they're one of the big grass seed growers in oregon <clears throat> well he's using one that he, that they developed called the holy grail and it will not produce thc <clears throat> that, that's awesome yeah will not produce yeah only only cbd uh, yeah, but one of the things I learned from uh, learning from him is when you're planting a uh, hundred acres, mm-hmm. uh, there's a hell of a lot of ground there to cover, and you pretty much have to use seed because yeah. Yeah, yeah. making uh, enough clones for a hundred acres is almost well, it's not impossible, but it's a big, it's big labor. Job it's super labor intensive. Super labor intensive, and it's also not yeah. not really m- moving forward either. It's like you're putting yourself in a super dangerous. No. You're like mono. You're basically monocropping at that point, and if you do that, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna set yourself up for failure because if there is one problem and they all get it and they're all one, you know, if you yeah, you might have a couple clones, but you don't have the same sort of you know heavy heavy variants, but at the same time hybrid vigor that you would have with, oh uh, no no not at all and none of those seeds have been developed for those guys yet so that's going to be a big new opening market and you know i mean because there's going to be sooner or later we're going to be able to farm cannabis with tractors that's all there is to it yeah we have to well that's the thing is we have to mechanicalize it so that we don't have to be, it, because that was the whole the achilles heel uh of the whole deal right out of the gate was uh 
that you know it was basically you needed slaves to do it which was what they did back in the day and then when that wasn't really possible yeah. anymore and now that they the only thing they could do slave would be maybe prison prisoners would be able to do it but wouldn't be a very viable uh, option as far as uh, selling that to the world you know like we're going to use prisoners to <laughs> extract all the hemp because <laughs> labor intensive but in general uh, it, no, is, it is no. uh, it is it is cool to see this whole thing happening uh, you know, it, it's like it is. It is starting to like we're at like front row of watching this turn into like a real industry, which is <laughs> which is more interesting to me than cannabis in the sense of like when I start to see houses being built and uh, you know t- nanotechnology being created from hemp and stuff that you're never that never even kind of passed my mind as far. I mean, maybe the building part, but not the nanotechnology and not the battery capacity and all these things like that. You're like, really? Okay, this is definitely stepping in a new direction and are you are you involved in any hemp uh, activities like besides I mean, um, besides what we're just talking about right now well i'm gonna open up or we're gonna start uh, uh a cbd oil uh brand and see how that goes right and move forward word with that yeah that's uh that's a new thing because i figure you know get into cbd you can ship it across the borders there haven't been any trouble with that hasn't been any at all so um that gives you a lot more latitude than just having to stay in one state but i've looked at that i'm looking at a couple other things i'm not not sure looking at uh doing some stuff in puerto rico but those guys are always so slow and (laughs) hey hey don't be racist don't be racist on my show buddy don't get <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Everything's it's slow. True. It's true. Everything. It's like calling and a Jamaican slow and be like, well, yeah, of and course. Everybody likes it slow, right? And they brag about it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, but um, you know, I'm just kind of tired of stuff. There's a lot of cool things going on, like Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to some guys uh, from Colombia. This one guy, Henry, but I don't remember his last name. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was the guy that had the fair in uh, Bogota last year. Right. He's having another one this year, and he said it was real, really well attended. But you know the the Indians over there in Cauca, uh, that's the, the state or a province that is in uh, with Cali. You know the yeah the sure big big town Cali. Well, those that, those guys grew fifty tons. Of uh, marijuana right. last year. Oh yeah, they only like tons. Yeah. They only like tons down there. Nothing can be in anything less. If it's less than tons, yeah, no one wants to talk to you. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah. You're like, That's I want the ten. They're like tons. You're like, no, like grams. They're like, no, yeah. get out of here. But <laughs> get the hell out. Check of here. it out. Here's the interesting part. This is so. This was the part that flips me out. Talk about you know this world being interesting and this watching the change. Well, when FARC, you know, the revolutionary group mm-hmm. from uh, Colombia, when they went out of business, when they surrendered all their arms uh, and left Calca, uh, well, the Indians took over. And when the Indians took over, they continued to grow cannabis, but, it, but wanted it to be legal. They got it legal and uh, imposed the same tax system that FARC had, had had imposed upon them, right? So that's how they, you know, 
have a tax base and everything. <laughs> right. Isn't that fun? Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> that it, they use it, the same tax system as the... As the gorillas, <laughs> of course, and 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 I mean I've heard some some pretty interesting things too. Also via Barcelona, so like people coming out of Barcelona doing projects down in Colombia, and it sounded like it's going to be yeah. pretty widespread, really fast, and and they're talking, you know, and that's the thing about Colombians; they always do things big, you know. I mean, we we've noticed that. Speaking of which, um, back in the day when you went down to that project um, in Colombia, where which was. Uh, completely clandestine but at the same time documented so well which is awesome to see um yeah yeah the FARC was there they were in control they had to pay them tax right and i mean and it was they literally, paid them literally in the jungle right yeah 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 uh yeah they they pinched the electricity out of a uh or i mean a electrical line there mm-hmm. and they paid the FARC like uh uh, 500 or no 50,000 euros a year All right and then they got then they got like six uh six gorillas to oh. kind of like help them out right. <laughs> well not help them out they didn't Just work they didn't, yeah the ex- exactly exactly and, and they had to feed them feed them and house them you know that's part of the deal too so they had six more mouths to feed mm-hmm. uh, yeah but that it was and, and they and the cool thing is, they, you know, all they did was bring in a few tools, like uh, a come-along for making a fence. It's, it's like for stretching wire. Right. And uh, they had a saw, and it was a hand saw rather than a power saw, because hand saws don't break. Sure. And, and then uh, two or three other tools, screwdrivers, hammers, and then plastic. And then they made the whole greenhouse out of bamboo and just cut it with a couple of different saws right. and uh, constructed it out there in the jungle. But they made a whole series of greenhouses. And really, the plastic was the most important part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but man, yeah. that, it, it worked really well. Yeah, and it was, it was also, uh, like I was saying before, it was like meticulously photographed, which was awesome. And some of it that blew me away was the fact that like the washing machine that they brought out there was cleaner it was cleaner than a lot of washing machines we've seen in 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 like people's places it even, was brand new those were all brand new they i know but they even made it out there like on the back of a donkey without getting beat up you know what i mean it would have been yeah, trashed if, if anybody like if any of us had tried to take it out there it would have destroyed it you know um but yeah. also, but also what was interesting too was the fact that it was uh I think Mila supplied all the seeds, right, to them, and then that was all via, like, different seed companies. And uh, so. Yeah, they had, actually, they had, like, 100, like 110, 118 different different seed companies, or different varieties from a, a, a whole lot of different seed companies. Which was kind of good, because in a way, it wasn't like they even got them, a lot of them, from directly from a lot of those companies. In, in a way, they kind of got what everybody else would have gotten if they bought seeds yeah. because it came via, a, you know, a, <clears throat> a distributor, not, not necessarily the, the producers. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember from them, they had one variety, one strain. It was uh, Titanic, Titanic. Mm-hmm. That was the only one that didn't have any mold trouble at all. Right. None whatsoever. And that was the only one. Everything else had some kind of mold trouble. Yeah, well, would, you know, you're it's you're, a jungle. It's, it's a, five degrees north latitude. Yeah, it's it's definitely not what people 
is it's kind of out of its element there a little bit. You know, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where it would like it a little higher up and a little uh, maybe just not so wet. You know, that's kind of the. But at the same time, you know, yeah. it, 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 I'm sure they they thrived in other condi- on other departments. You know what I mean? Because of the location of the UV and all that. Hey, those painters are making a lot yeah. of noise, back there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I came into the garage. Ah, um, I, see, I see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Columbia, they had a hard time uh, quality control, and uh, they had, uh, you know, for when they, they trimmed and everything, and and then they, they didn't have a real good market. It was a long way to move all of that bulky stuff, and... That's why they all do cocaine because there's so much money in it, and <laughs> right, you know, right. and you know those guys just don't like to do. They they're just not into that stuff. So anyway, Colombia is a pretty hard market, but uh, you know if those guys get it together and it's legal, and if the Indians already grew fifty tons, uh, they can they can easily step it way up this year. You know, because it was pretty basic last year, apparently. And if they get a good price for their cannabis, yeah, they'll do it. Well, that's the thing is, what I, from what I gather, they can uh, export to other uh, Latin American countries, which is uh, definitely, you know, a marketing plus as far as if you think back and if you start thinking back, it's like, well, you know, Colombia kind of deserves that position anyway because they were – we're producing quality cannabis back in the day. Now, of course, everybody's moved on to other other plants. But but for the most part, yeah. Even even when it was like you know in fashion, let's say, and people were exporting everywhere, Colombia had always been pretty much the supplier for everywhere anyway. So they they definitely know how to produce yeah. weight. That's no, for sure. That's true. Huh? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they have a long a long history there, and and they it's just got a great climate. Um, man, I was I was in Medellin, mm-hmm. and I went to uh, a couple of years ago anyway, uh, two and a half years ago now, and uh, I went to Rio Negro, mm-hmm. uh, Black River, which is right next to it, and that's where they grow a lot of the chrysanthemums. You know, it's a huge uh, flower growing region, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you the soil. I, it was the best I've ever seen. The water was pure and clear. And um, great, right out of the the, the Andes, and uh, the days were pretty much twelve hours every day, and the temperature was perfect. It, you couldn't get better conditions for growing cannabis. You, you just couldn't. It's a it's a great place. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, and that's yeah. what it's all about. It's all about location, location, location. Like people, you know. Uh, you know, I sometimes always would be like, well, okay, well, if you're from California and you can't grow good weed outdoors, and, and it's like, <laughs> then, then it's more you and it's less the plant, and it's less the, oh, the thing. Yeah. But if you're from like somewhere else uh, and it's like, well, you're really fighting, you know, with your either your your lighting conditions, your photo periods, you're up in Minnesota or something like that, but you still pull off killer crops because you, you got it all dialed in. You know, that those things happen all the time, no problem. And it's just a matter of, but if somebody also takes some equatorial sativa and try to grow it there, and it'd be like, ah, it doesn't work. You know, and it's like, yeah, of course, because you just picked the wrong no, plant for the it, wrong it, thing. These guys can grow anything. There's just a ton of really good growers around. There's, there's Dutch flower growers there. 
I, I, I met one of those guys and mm-hmm. they, I mean, they just know what they're doing. I met some, some, uh, flower breeders, some Colombian ones and they know exactly what they're doing. You know? Yeah. Um, things are going to move forward there. And then in Chile too. Uh, I don't know as much about Chile. I haven't been there. Uh-huh. Uh, they keep asking me to go. Yeah, you should kind of, they keep Uruguay. asking me to go. Keep asking me to go. We should we should time our things and get down there together because <laughs> I, I want to. Yeah, I, that'd work. I definitely would like to go to that show. I think that's going to be interesting. I, mean, I don't know what's the population of Chile though compared to other. You know, it's like it's it's about it, it's pretty good size now. It's like I don't know twenty million, okay. twenty five maybe more. Right. Uh, but that that show there. It's at a public park in Santiago, uh-huh. and uh, the guys from Cañamo Magazine are real big there. I talked to them about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's at a public park there, so and it's over the weekend, so there's already a bunch of people showing up there. Sure. And so, and then it's a free admission since it's public, because you know people just don't have as much money down there. Yeah, no, uh, it, it definitely, it definitely is a different. Uh, uh, Financial sort of situation compared to uh, compared to Europe or, or oh, yeah. America or something like that, um, but it is cool to get the right genetics in their hands and have them, you know, because it, it is amazing the the lack of quality that's kind of out there just because people got driven into a, like a corner, you know what I mean? Like getting especially right. like a lot of South American places too. Like when I was in Rio, it was terrible. It was like, oh my god, the wheat here is so bad. You well, know? Rio is horrible. Yeah. Those guys get that really bad imported uh, uh, yeah. Paraguay. Paraguay, yeah, exactly. The Paraguay stuff is all oh, hard. Oh man, and, and it comes and it's moldy and it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it, it it's worse than the Mexican dirt we used to get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so. that's how bad it is. It's just horrible. Yeah, and, and yeah, speaking you know, of speaking of Mexico, we're just gonna fly through these different 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 countries down there. But you also did some specials back in the day about Mexico with more more like uh, <laughs> you know a little uh, input from from other people. Obviously, it wasn't like local local production, let's say. But it was also uh, pretty interesting. Just just the vibe of the whole thing because that was a time. That was a, what years were those? What year was that article came out? What was it called? That was I don't know, maybe ten years ago now. Right. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I went down to visit some mafia farms mm-hmm. and that was a real trip, uh, because, you know, you just basically those, well, they're big farms, you know? Yeah. And they and, just, they just take uh, it to the next level. Acreage. Some of those guys, right? <laughs> yeah. Acreage. And they were all in greenhouses. Uh, one of them was, I don't know, it was over five acres under, under plastic. And then another one was uh, maybe well, was almost half that size. Right. And so that's quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, the one place. Well, <laughs> it's interesting because you know the, these things serve kind of like a, as a halfway house for really hardened criminals. Mm-hmm. You know, people that have been over there in in uh, Sinaloa, Culiacan. Mm-hmm. That were involved in the the amapolas, the the poppy trade. Right. Well, n- now they're growing plants, you know, because the poppy trade there's a lot of gunplay in that, sure. the heroin and stuff. And um, now they're growing plants and everything. But it's funny, everybody is armed. <laughs> right. <laughs> to see people working in the greenhouse and have be strapped with a weapon. 
Right. But, uh, yeah, and I ask guys, I go, what, what, was, what did you used to do? And they go, oh, I was, uh, I was a pistolero. Uh, pistolero. What's that? I go, well, what's that mean? What, what, what exactly is that? They go, well, I said, what did you do? And they go, whatever they tell me to do. Uh, oh, okay. They're like, oh, and, so you go shoot people. That's basically your job. Yeah, right? yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That's basically, all yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. All the guns had names and things. You know, that was kind of weird. Um, but those guys were, you know, moving out of that life because a lot of people had been killed. One of the farms that I went to, the El Capo, mm-hmm. his, um, there were six brothers, and four of them got killed. And that was over in uh, uh, Sinaloa. Mm-hmm. And so they moved up to uh, central Mexico, to Durango. Yeah. No, it's, and it's, I mean, that's the thing is, that's yeah. the thing is that, you know, Mexico has always, uh, always grown weed and always had a lot of violence. And there's no, nothing's really changed. It's just in a weird way. Uh, they got a lot more violent. It's a lot more violent now than it was. Yeah, you know, and, they, a lot, I mean, and a lot less weed too. Well, there's still always a lot of weed, but that's true. But it's, oh man, what I you know I went to university there in the seventies, mm-hmm. and um, I was there two days and scored a kilo at, at the university. You know, it was great. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it, and that's the thing is, we, you know, as a kid, we, we used to always cross the border. I mean, Mexico always was like, you know, wow, this is the place they can get anything can happen. But there wasn't as much, there was, you know, there was, and there was always, uh, like, you know, police presence and there was always guns and there was always something, but it definitely was like yeah. you know, way, way more relaxed before compared to now. Now it's just like straight now. Now it, it, it's like you, you definitely put yourself in a crazy position if you're, if you work with people anywhere there, because they're almost all you have to be connected. If you're yeah. not connected, you're not working, you know, cause it's like, like you're saying before, uh, you have to pay the right people off. And that's always a hard one if you don't know who, who to work with. And, you know, well, that's true. And, and see, they don't either because, uh, my mafia friends explain it to me. I said, well, how do you know? They said, the police are more like a partnership you have with them. <clears throat> right. And I said, Oh, okay. Said, well, that's good. So you just, you know, basically, uh, they hold up their end and don't bust you and protect you. And you're, yeah, but there's the problem is there's three levels. There's local police, mm-hmm. there's state police, and then there's federal police. Yeah, the and you don't know. And yeah, los federales, they they cost more. Yeah, uh, exactly. So out of your level, a lot of times, and they trump the others, and you don't know if you're being trumped or not. Mm-hmm. You have to always be on the lookout. And, but you can't tell anybody about that you're on the lookout because otherwise they'll start charging you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's so definitely it's, not not the it's like it's like um, budding up with with Hell's Angels or something like that. It's like you know I, I know people who are like yeah and then the guys from Hell's Angels they say they're going to help out and you're like really you think that's going to work out I don't think so <laughs> like you know that's always like you know, the, the best case scenario is that they really like you and that's not a good thing you know what I mean you don't want them to like you. You don't want them to. Hate, no. You don't want them to hate you. You just want them to <laughs> no. not even have anything to do with you because it's, it's pretty simple. Here's the way it works. There's In great the people end, everywhere. They take your shit. They take your stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it's it. never the guy that you end, know. What... It's his friend. You know what I mean? Or not even friend, but he's a colleague. Let's say, and they, you know, and that's the thing is you're a mark. Everybody's a mark to somebody. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what cannabis has always been susceptible to. But now, of course, with legal sort of operations and stuff. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see Colombia because Colombia is so deep into that stuff that it's not even like 
and like they're gonna have a harder time. Ooh. It's almost like Cali. Like Cali's gonna have a harder time adjusting just because they're so used to their loosey goosey ways. And now they're gonna be like, um, like it, what? You gotta write it down? Like that's fuck that. It's it's pretty amazing. Um I guess I mean my lawyer from Spain goes down there. He's got a house now in in Calca where they're uh near where they're growing. And um he said that the Indians are pulling it off, you know. Mm-hmm. And Colombia's like uh really pretty darn stable and stuff. Uh the big one was getting rid of the FARC. And the revolutionary group, you know, um, now it's not a big problem. Uh, I, I mean, it's substantially different than it was before. So are you, uh, going down that way anytime soon or? Uh, maybe I've been thinking about going down there in the winter. Uh, maybe this winter coming up, actually. Uh, there's a few places I'd like to go. I'd like to go well, you know, above and beyond, uh, uh, just go to Argentina mm-hmm. and hang out there because uh, they've got glaciers and all kinds of stuff. You know, it's a, it's a great place, Argentina. Sure. Um, yeah, and of yeah, course, of well, course, yeah. you know, you're picking out the right seasons because they're now it's their summer. Of course, you're on you're on your endless summer, I guess, huh? Oh man, it's it's just got the best climate. I was in Medellin for a week. And check it out. I, I met two people there, that, <laughs> two uh, newsworthy people. One was Pablo Escobar's brother, and the other one was uh, uh, Alvaro uh, Uribe, the ex-president. Now, he's still the, the senator of Antioquia, the province of Medellin. Right. Yeah. Wicked. That was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, we, actually, we had a meeting with uh, uh, Uribe. And I remember we went in there, there's military all around, you know, I mean, heavy security, not super heavy, but, you know, heavy enough, we couldn't miss them. And uh, somebody goes, don't sit by the window, <laughs> stay away from the window. <laughs> right. You gotta stick by those old rules, yeah. put, your, put your back against the wall. Yeah. Put your back against the yeah. wall. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, but it was interesting, he wasn't real receptive, um, but because of the history of Colombia, you know, because they've had a real violent history and it's, it's been real ugly. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, they just want to put that behind them and not think about it. Um, now they, they're, now they're going to do a medical, I mean, they're going to do a medical program there, right? It's not, it's pretty much like ooh. not a, it's not a recreational out of the gate in any way, shape or form. Uh, you can grow 20 plants recreationally. Okay. So, so it's in Colombia a, now. Okay. So that is recreational already, or was medical first, and they just yeah. skip the whole thing and go straight to uh, it? No, that's it's been that way for a year or two now. Okay, that's and awesome. uh, yeah, it's not. It, it hasn't been big international news. And then the other, the stuff that's been making the news are, are the uh, the guys like um, oh, uh, Farmacielo that are putting in a big installation. But those guys, I don't know. You got to watch a lot of people. I talked to the local Colombian guys, this guy uh, Henry, and he said they're not real sold on the foreigners because they just want to, you know, take all the assets and leave. Right. Uh, you know, take all the winnings and leave. And these other guys are with the Indians over in Galca, and and my lawyer goes over there too, and 
He loves the Indians and what they're doing. And they're sure growing. And if they grew 50, 50 tons last year, they can probably, well, easily double that this year, I would imagine, or more, you know. So they're going to have a lot of dope to move. <laughs> It'll be great. Right. Well, And that's the crazy part is, like, when you see some of these facilities, you know, either in operation or even just being built or being bought out and drawn up, you start to, like, calculate in your mind, like, wow, like, there's so much cannabis that's being produced. And at the end of the day, yeah. do these guys have any contracts that are going to be make a dent, like even a dent into the production that they're going to do? Because there is going to be, a, you know, more cannabis on the planet than ever before in these next few years, just because of the fact that there's mega yeah. mega grows going on in operation, which never even happened before. And then on top of that, lots more smaller growers and just kind of add to the, if everybody threw their weight on top, I mean, it's definitely maxing out every year, I would think. It is, and it's continuing to grow like this. I was amazed, uh, just like, for example, uh, in Portland, Oregon, to change uh, locations. Everybody in Oregon can grow four plants there. And, my God, everybody is growing in their backyard. It's amazing. Uh, you know, and that's just backyard growers are making a huge dent. That's what I mean. Because well, Oregon, those one are big, grower, big guys. Yeah, Big and plants. just, well, like here in my backyard last year, I grew 10 pounds, mm -hmm. you know, and it's easy enough to do, and I didn't even try, you know, and imagine if you have somebody with full sun in a halfway decent climate, uh, you can get a 10-pound plant. A sure. five-pound is, you can do it. A yeah. five-pound is easy enough to do. 10 pounds takes a little bit of luck with the climate and stuff. Sure, and then and, and mostly baby, you can still get that. Yeah, and mostly in those situations, it's just proper planning as far as you're caging your plants properly and coming up with could be before it becomes an issue and everything's hanging and looking like oh, it was so great a week ago and now look at it. You know, I was like, that's, that's usually where you know, uh, that's where you, where you go wrong. Whereas if you build like a, you know, I've seen guys out in Oregon do like d double and triple cages just because they're like, okay, well they inner cage yeah. and everything gets cleaned out and you have to clean the whole plant from the inside main stem all the way out is much further than you'd want to, of course, but otherwise you end up with just nightmare amount of larvae, you know? So that's the other thing about those big plants is you're still only looking at the surface area of that giant But plant. it's, it's kind of amazing. I've seen them in Humboldt <clears throat> do this. They're doing as many as, it depends on the season admitted for sure, you know, on the weather, mm -hmm. but they'll harvest minimum twice and, a lot of times three and as many as four times a plant. They'll take the top two feet of buds off one of those big, big plants right. and then let it go for another couple of weeks. And there's buds inside. So, you you know, if you've got a real strong, healthy plant that, that, that is outdoors, mm -hmm. you don't even have to clean it out inside. Right. A little bit, yeah, but not much. And then there's still buds in there. And taking the outer layer off gets light in there. And then you take another layer off, mm -hmm. and then if your weather holds, you can get another another harvest out of it. Sure, but yeah. it's you know it's like six weeks <laughs> that that takes. Right, and and that's so like you gotta I mean, have the proper climate. And that is like you know classic indoor mentality as far as like trying to get the everything. If you if you cut the plant back and everything's like a super lime green underneath it, and it's like barely developed. It, it kind of hurts. Oh, your, yeah. It, it hurts it's your bottom like, line. Uh, like it, that. It, it'll hurt your bottom line on your bigger products. So you pretty much can call that bottom stuff a wash, or you can do that, you know, lower your lights and kind of go for that 
second harvest idea, which works, but it's always a little bit of a, it's always one of those things. Cause then your, your, your timing yeah. is different with your plants. Cause this one was drying earlier. That was drying later. So, and the crazy part is, is like, you can't do, I mean, you, of course in your backyard, you can do whatever the fuck you want, which is awesome. But in like commercial growing now here in Colorado, for, at least you can't ever do that because they want you to take the whole plant down at the one time and, and, you know, weigh everything out. You can't take a half, you know what I mean? And then come back and can connect those right. two dots, you know? So everything has to, so because of the way the metrics works, you have to harvest according to their parameters, which No, you sucks. have to harvest the whole thing at once. Yeah. Well, you know, talking about that, that's another thing that I'm seeing with the greenhouse. Now, um, there's a guy, and this is a special climate too, because he's in Salinas, California, uh-huh. you know, and Salinas, they call it the salad bowl salad bowl of uh, the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, they've got a great climate there, and it's real mild. Well, the deal is, um, his first year he got four and a half crops uh, out of his greenhouse, and the way he gets so much out, what he does, he's got a 30 by 96 greenhouse. He goes in, everything's grown in a container, so it stays a little bit warmer. But he goes in there and uh, cuts everything out all at once and uh, takes the pots out and puts new pots in the next day with new plants in them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he cuts everything at once and then freezes it, puts it all in a freezer, takes the stems off, puts leaves and everything in the freezer, and then they take it to process it for, uh, um, well, they can have live resin, they can do anything they want with it at that point. But he's been moving things really, really well. And they've got a minimum of labor because that's really a big issue these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, and that's what we were talking about earlier with hemp. I mean, that's the we can't all, we can't all have higher guys to come out and work for us <laughs> running around the air. But no, you know, uh, in general, uh, oh my God, what's going on now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I gotta go in the other room. I can. You feeling water? Hear him pounding away. Yeah, are you feeling water at the same time too? Yeah. Oh, you can hear. Oh yeah, I can hear real good. Yeah, I was I was getting a glass of water because I'm I'm uh, uh, dry, and that was the refrigerator. We we have all experienced your water now. It's like we have the we have the wave file now of your your water of your water coming in. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, I didn't think that would come through. I was uh, I'm on headphones. I know we're we're, sen- yeah. we're sensitive. We're sensitive around here. Wow, quite <laughs> so, sensitive. <laughs> exactly. So, um, uh, I think I think we may get interrupted in a minute by the uh, the four twenty gene on the scene hour or an hour gene on the scene. Oh uh, yeah. D- update with with James Bean. So if if that happens, uh, you know you you know all the characters involved. Anyway, we have Mr. James Bean, and I think it was going to be Mike from Exotic might c- drop in for a second. And we can we oh, okay. and we're all on the air together, so it's fine. We can you know three way, five way, whatever. Okay. Um, do you know Mike from Exotic? Have you ever met him? Mike from Exotic, I can't. You know, I don't place him right now. But Exotic Genetics. I could know him. They are uh, definitely, they are definitely uh, killing the game right now as far as like you know wins and things. But they also, he's very. Uh, He's he's one of those guys. He's very I wouldn't say he's opinionated because I, I don't know him that well, but he's definitely got his his opinions, which is good. And he's also very uh, 
uh, which we like because on panels and stuff like that, we definitely want to have opposites. And let's say when we were on the panel with him and me, and it was like, I think it was DJ Short, he was like, he was holding his tongue the whole time uh, DJ Short would, <laughs> would talk about anything here because he was just like, oh my God, you know, because of course his philosophies are way more based on like equatorial sativas and that's it, you know what I mean? And forget everything else and everybody moved to the tropics and kind of not the most reality sort of based sort of ideas like we can't we, we, we can't all move to the we can't all move to the tropics you know that's not going to happen uh you know yeah we're not all made for this it's pretty hot in the tropics and, and also plants don't all like them either i mean they like most of the plants i know or the ones that we like aren't really tropical sort of prepared you know they're too small height wise and they don't they're too wide leafed and they're going to probably mold or something. You know what I mean? So you're, you're kind of like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're pretty and limited. It's got a different light, light regimen there too. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot different there in the tropics. Yeah. You'd be, different bug problems. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you like, again, back to Brazil, I was there, I don't know, maybe seven years ago or something like that. And when I got okay. there, when I got there, my friend was like, yeah, I want to grow some weed. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Let's go check it out. And we, we literally like couldn't find anything there. It's <laughs> really hard to find. Yeah. I was like, okay, so where are we going to get this soil from? Cause the soil here sucks. Like we went to look at what they had. It was like dry and it was just crazy. And then what, you know, you're looking around and you're like, okay, it's all lush and there's jungly stuff here, but it isn't really the, you can't really go out and start digging around in the, cause he lived in Rio, you know what I mean? So it was like, we're not going to go around no, and start no. digging into people's houses. Like, eh, right. No, some it's dirt. hard to get decent dirt. Like, it'd, like it'd be like in New York city trying to find some dirt. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. We went around and I was like, this is not going so well. And then I was thinking about like, okay, so where are you going to put this in your tiny little apartment and looking at their power and other situations? I was like, yeah, it's probably not the greatest idea, which he luckily I abandoned. You could go see my buddy, see my buddy there, uh, uh, William uh, uh, from Grow Room. I know him really pretty well. Oh, nice. He's he's a true stoner. He's he's the one. He's the guy there. He's oh, you mean Villem? You mean Villem? Yeah, I know Villem. Yeah, he's 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 awesome. He's like the the man on the he's the man on the scene too. He's definitely that guy. Yeah, like he's everywhere. You see him at every show, and you're like, yeah, exactly. How did you exactly. get here? He has the Grow Room. <laughs> yeah, and they're just you know barely getting by. <laughs> The laws suck there. They're, they're just horrid. Yeah. The very bad laws, and they import the cannabis. Nobody, nobody really grows that much. They call it maconha. <laughs> maconha. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it, they can only get it from Portugal. I mean, from 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 um, Paraguay. Paraguay. Yeah. It's yeah. Terrible, terrible. And I just think of Paraguay, whatever they would say, Paraguay, because I'd be like, "This, you sure you didn't oh, say Paraguay?" Because this stuff looks dead. It's like it was all. It was lucky I brought like ha- I, I had hash with me, so I could survive because oh, I wow. could I could actually roll a joint with some hash that it with that and make it like bearable you know what i mean but it was that the minute i didn't have any hash i was like all right i gotta get out of here it's like this place is gonna kill me i can't this is not gonna work because you couldn't make hash. you couldn't make hash out of it it was already squished and terrible and moldy and funky horrible yeah yeah. god yeah and then uh uruguay i don't know much about what's going on there i heard that i i read that they're they're starting to sell the the cannabis now but Uh that's it um so I haven't had any direct reports and stuff. 
I know several people there that have been growing for quite a while, and they get by pretty well. Uh, but as far as big projects with the government, those were just pretty much mismanaged by the government guys, and it made things fall behind about three years <laughs> because of poor management. And then, like I said, Chile, um, man, I don't know. They're, those are probably the most squared away of everybody down there. Right. Yeah. But is so, it, but yeah, it, there's it, a lot going on in the South. It is interesting to see, like, how these waves are, are developing and, like, you know, even when you think it's, like, it's obviously nationwide, we realize it's not, especially no. in our South. Our South is fucked. I mean, there's, like, Louisiana and... States like that are just terrible, like a draconian almost, you know, as far as their laws. <laughs> and now we have sessions. Yeah. In there. Now we have sessions in there, which is just like the same, same school, you know, of thought. Oh, and man. So, so everyone's scared. That guy's spooky. Right. And everybody... But the good thing is, here's the, here's the good news, though. Tell They're us. not giving him any money to go, get, uh, yep. go after marijuana people, but, which is, is a good thing but, so far. But. What happened was he's such a wily little coyote of motherfucker. He just mm. he what he did was he went into the to the budgets of all the different states and realized that a couple states had like left the back door open and he could get in there and like allocate money for that because they haven't oh, like, really? put in that. Yeah, there was like two states or three states, which are probably like oh, really? in the south. I'm sure it is like Louisiana, Georgia, but you know, what I mean, it's, it's not going to be. Any of the any liberal minded smart states is going to be no, like, not at all. So so in the end of the oh, day, he's no. like got a little bit of money in a few states that probably don't <laughs> even have programs yet, but he's going to keep them from having programs. That's what I kind of gathered from the report that I was reading. Oh man! But in general, wow. but in general, it's well, like it's pretty scary when we got like a another. Well, not really scary. I think we're all kind of like like it's almost like traveling with TSA now. Like if you if you travel with weed and, and they question you, you're just like gonna laugh at them almost. Like what are you talking about, dude? Like I take weed every time I'm on the plane. You know, what I mean, it's like it's almost become normal, <laughs> so normal now that it's like weird because I wouldn't do it in Europe. That's true. But in America, yeah, yeah, I feel, everything's I feel, changed. Doesn't it seem like it's backwards now from what it used to be? Exactly. Like you in, know, Europe I mean, used think to about be the uh, Netherlands. I used to. You know, Europe used to be the coolest, easiest place now, but they've had all those terror attacks, yep. and they check everybody a lot more, and it's it's a whole different ball game over there now compared to, it is. to here. It is, and the people are tenser. Because I, I literally have not been back in four and a half, five years now, so it's, it's kind of like... Oh, really? I, yeah, I just had, I haven't really had any reason to go back, and Holland is not... I don't want to go back to Holland. I, no, Holland's Span, terrible. Spanibus I would go to for sure. And I kind of feel yeah, like I missed it every it's year. Yeah, fun. And, like, and you'll uh, see everybody, too. You know so many people there. Yeah, it's like high school reunion every time. Like, you go walk around yeah. and you're like, hey. No, and all the bosses come. And we're, we're, everybody wants to come to Barcelona, you know, uh-huh. from all over Europe because it's warm. Exactly. People. Exactly. No, it, it is the perfect. Spot. It's a good airport. It's got all the qualities. Yeah, the only problem with it now is it's, it is it is like almost outgrown itself where it's at. I think from what I gather, people keep telling oh, yeah, me like yeah. it's wall to wall, and you can't get to booth. Like you couldn't like people are like, yeah, I saw Ooh. Doug, I saw Doug at the booth, but I couldn't get. Oh right, to, I, I, could, I saw I Doug. I actually I saw him there too. Yeah, him and, and Frenchie. And you couldn't get there though. You were like, I can't get there. No, you maybe could, but I mean, in general, my friend was like, yeah, I looked, and the booth was so busy, and it was like, I was like, okay. Um, yeah, it was the last day when everybody was hanging out, and it nice. was really thinning out. 
Nice. That was the best time. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the people. So, Hang out and see people, yeah. So, um, all, well, we do have a guest in the wings, which we have to call in. That's where I was one of those things where we, okay. may, we may have to call in the wolf master himself, Mr. Wolf Siegel. Mr. Wolf... Are you out there, Wolf? You have oh. to call him like a wolf. You have to be like, out. You have to do a wolf. Can you do a wolf noise? Can you make a wolf Ow. noise? Can you, can you do one? Can you do one? <laughs> Give me a wolf Ooh. noise. There we go. Ow. Is there a wolf out there? Ow. All right, that's Wolfie, that. That, that, that should work. Call. He was he called like Johnny on the spot and called before the show even started, and I was like, "Well, that's that's not when you call. You call like <laughs> when the show's rolling." I call you in. I tried to make it all clear, but oh, and let's then see. he went back and started rolling, and now he's rolling. Happened. and He's got joints. He's all ah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, when he whenever he wants to call in, because we still have a little, we got time. Uh, we just passed four twenty, so well, you know. He should he should be he should be coming out of it now out of out of this. But you you met Wolf a long time ago when he was like he came to you with his uh, I think Sea of Green idea. Yeah, right? yeah, I've known him for years and years. Uh, actually, since uh, a long time ago in Portland, Oregon, he he started uh, working there at what was it Hydro. Yeah. Oh, what was the name of it? Um, now, was that it Greg? Was the Hydro Store. Greg McAllister's it place was, or something like that? Uh, no, no, it was with Kevin Borenson. Okay. Um, oh, Hydrotech. That was it. Hydrotech. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. On Sandy Boulevard. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he's been around. He's been, he's done a lot of stuff over the years. Um, yeah, well, he's a real interesting guy. Done. Well, he wrote, I mean, he, he wrote... has some big lives behind him so far. Yeah, he wrote um, under uh, uh, Farmer in the Sky, right? As a, as a, that was his... The, that was, that was Kevin. Kevin was the Farmer in the Sky. Wolfie may have, he may have done columns too. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, I think he I'm did. Not, I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. So he Very probably, well could have, He may have yeah. taken over his, his, uh, his moniker there. Because he's real articulate. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and the thing is that I remember reading all those articles, and they were because I like what I liked about them the most is that they were they were about cannabis, of course, but the way they drew their pictures and stuff, they weren't like trying to like make everything bud shots. They were just trying to kind of like get, give you the idea. Like here, it's like more like Popular Mechanics. Oh, yeah. It was more like Popular Mechanics was covering it than Playboy. You know what <laughs> I mean? And then it was like, whoa, dude, look at that. And then there's no idea how it was grown. But then these ones are more like. Right. Oh, oh yeah! You see how it goes into that bucket there, and it keeps recirculating. That's cool. And then you just kind of got it after a while. And they had some some great articles, which I, I always thought were like super timeless. I remember carrying those. I took those to Amsterdam with me, uh, along with Jack's uh, Emperor and a few other books. And those were like my little secret Bibles because because that's all there was back then. Uh huh. And then you know? and then and then people yeah, well, and except for you of course. Seems to me a tip was around. As, they were probably part of Seems to me a tips because he wrote for that magazine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Seems to me a tips. Yeah, and Tom Alexander, he's, uh, the publisher, he's still a good friend of mine. Um, he, yeah, he's in Sacramento now. Moved to Sac. Yeah, it was funny because so. Tom. Uh, at one point, I remember uh, I called him from Amsterdam, and I was like, "Hey, I got this store, and we're selling books." 
and if you got any old sensi chips i'd love to sell them and he was like i got a whole garage full you know what i mean and i was like oh shit how am i gonna how am i gonna make this work and i was trying to figure out how to get him over and, it, and we never did of course it was it, was, it wasn't cost effective at that point in time because everything was like oh man too, shi- shipping was uh, way different too than bad that. yeah and then I think yeah because i had him on the show once i think he does still have stuff. a he does still have a lot of those originals because and and the, again those were like stuff where if you read it now, it's just as relevant as it was then. There might be a few obvious things where you know we they may have may have been in the wrong uh, angle, but for the most part, everything was pretty damn on spot on. You know? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, the, the, the thing is, there's a, well, remember what uh, camp campaign against marijuana planting? Yeah, that fucked everything. Those guys would come, the paramilitary group that would uh-huh. come every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and uh, with helicopters and destroyed the crops and yeah. stuff. They fucked everybody up. They were, uh, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's crazy they because were, we're we're like finally at this point where, you know, people are starting. I mean, people obviously appreciated cannabis, but people didn't even smoke. Even actual people who smoked a lot of weed didn't understand the the bigger picture. You know, the more the bigger dynamics of it all. And I think. Like Jack exposed it a lot when he talked about hemp, and he, you know, focused mostly on everything except for the recreational. But he still obviously recreated a lot because when you said when you met him, you're like, you're like, yeah, this guy recreates a lot. You know, pre he was pre recreation. He was still when they were calling it getting high, so he didn't. You know, I think I think when D'Angelo came over the one time in like '94 or five, it was maybe, and they asked. They wanted to recreate somewhere, and I was all. Well, then, sorry, not recreate. They wanted to medicate somewhere. I was like, "What are you talking about?" You know, it was like for me that was like already like weird. Like, I was oh like, yeah, because I was in Amsterdam. I was like, "What do you mean, like get high?" And they're like, "No, we mean medicate." You know, they were like really adamant about it because they were like the kind of the first guys pushing that agenda. I was around ninety five, right? So it was right. just a time period. No, uh, all the all the terminology, all it. The terminology's all changed. You're yeah. right. And then I was like, oh, I what? what? I was like, what are you talking about? And it took me the longest time because I would like <laughs> always, it's like it's like saying fuck on the air or or in front of your kid or something like that. You just do it. Oh, oh right. sorry. And at a certain point, you can train yourself. <laughs> it's interesting. Like you will train yourself. At a, you know, and, and, and when you do finally, you're like, it's like it's then that's ingrained you know what i mean now all of a sudden you can't swear in front of your kid or you're like your kid's like 18 like, you can swear in front of me dad it's okay you know like ah, oh, fungu. Yeah. so you have to yeah well, it's, it's, yeah it's weird yeah no that that's so true i mean because just look at the word cannabis and marijuana i've i've forced myself to use cannabis all the time now yeah. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, well, for sure. And slips every know, so often. Every so often. It. Every so often, you'll say the the M word, and you'll be like, "Oh, I swear." Yeah. Almost like you. Almost like you swore. It's almost. Like yeah. You swore. Exactly. And exactly. But on my videos, you know, I'm still putting up two videos a week now. On uh, have been for some time on uh, YouTube. Nice. And you know, last month I got over three hundred and sixty. Uh, thousand views nice. on the youtube it was pretty amazing on the old tuber huh nice uh, yeah yeah once we get our studio uh, finally designed here we probably get more on there too it's just like we do we we, up, we upload all our shows to youtube but you know it's not as exciting as you and your your youtube only audience i, I bet you've got a 
huge um, fan people base. love that to see garden tours so now you're going to talk just about this show on your next show right that'll be your next your next show is going to be like hey i was on this great show it's called the adam dunn show let's just talk about that you know and then boom done yeah that we, we <laughs> we've done it we've done the full circle well now we're in the yeah you know, we're, we're, we, yeah yeah <laughs> no i'm looking at your videos now if you set up in a garden that's what you need to do. Set yeah. up in a garden. I did possible. it. I did it when I was at my house and I was doing it. But then mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, I don't want to do that every week because I got to keep. I got to pay the rent on this place. That's the whole deal. So that's that's, that's why I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm sure that I actually <laughs> the money's going somewhere, guys. At least it's going to this dungeon right here that I've made. There you go. The little dun du double engine is a dungeon. Well, <laughs> it looks. It looks uh, pretty good, though. It looks it like a pretty nice dungeon, though. It is. It's very uh, Denver. I'm looking at one of the videos now, and yeah, it looks great. It's very Denver. Yeah, we're 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 improving everything. We're just in one of those. We liked the um we liked the uh, old lenses and the old look and the old beat upness of it all because that was wasn't really even supposed to be filmed. That's the way I always think of podcasts. Podcasts are more like audio. If they're really podcasts, it's going to go in your fucking thing and you're gonna listen to it and you're while you're driving or whatever you're not i don't want you to look at me while you're driving that's for sure because you're not gonna see anything you want to see <laughs> then on top of that you know you're you're gonna be you should be paying attention to the road and i'm not gonna show you nothing and occasionally you know we do a few product things endorsements here and there but for the most part like i think most podcasts should be kind of like they should if you really want that big audience you kind of want to go on that uh less video more you know audio orientated just and then Sure, I guess sure. because I hate it when I listen to other podcasts and they're talking about it. they're all looking at it, eh, they're pointing and laughing and you're right. like what the fuck are they even I don't even know what's going on anymore like it's just like I can't right. listen anymore <laughs> all right turn that off but uh, you got right. you, you got your right, own do you right. have your do you have your own podcast at all you must right the Jorge show no no I don't I don't do do that I just I've been doing the videos they're they've been very um well they've been wonderful well, actually, you're more like you're more like the Gallagher of weed is that's the difference you know what I mean so you're more yeah, like well, a, <laughs> you're the Gallagher yeah, of weed. you need that you need that visual stuff going on so yeah you, yeah actually it would be good to like smash a button to see re- resin flying all over people. oh man you'd have to be so pissed uh, you know. you'd have so many haters <laughs> you you have the, your hater list would explode be dude did you see what he did yeah, to that bud cool, no man. respect bro <laughs> you'd be like bud smasher you'd have hashtags all about you be terrible yeah don't do it but see uh, yeah uh, okay we just put one up have some spider mite have some spider mite covered live plants and smash them that's what you do there you go oh yeah people would love that yeah be like go into someone's garden and make it all serious and then when they have bugs you just pull out the gallagherness and then you smash everything and then they're like what happened you're like I don't know. Jorge was here. Da, 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 da. See, that's it. <laughs> show. You got a whole show now, bro. And you're, oh, I just made up a show for you. No, but in general, I think it is like uh, uh, important that we keep spreading the sort of, and that's what you've been doing forever is just keep spreading, you know, try to keep the information as proper as possible. It changes sometimes where you realize like, fuck, I was doing it wrong the whole time. So you have to kind of backtrack your own things and, or, you know, kind of just, keep it in mind when you're telling the next person. I mean, you know, and it's, and it's usually nothing crazy, but it's just more like f- we're learning so much about this plant that it's like you could never, in, in you know, look at a 19... What was the first book you wrote? Like, oh, God, 1983. Right. That was forever ago. Yeah, everything's changed so much. Yeah, and so Jeez, there's going to so be the some... The Internet's just changed the world, and 
Uh-huh. And now, since it's becoming more and more legal everywhere, people are able to study it, and that's the part that's flipping me out. Uh, well, I'm looking the, forward to all that. of the uh, scientific forward. information that's coming out about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, look, um, I'm looking forward to the next ten years of actually universities having their hands on it and being able to with quality too. Because if you look at what they were using, it was just garbage. You know, I mean, it was like here. Oh, it can do this and it can do that, but it's all literally like moldy bud that they got from Mississippi, you know. So, imagine when they have good right. to work with, good material. Right, right. Not, not weed. Well, material. you know, I mean, states like Oregon are going to be at the forefront of that because, well, for example, the OLCC, the Oregon Liquor Control Commission, is in charge of the cannabis stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're also going to get the uh, Department of Agriculture involved. With, with it, and they're going to start doing research on it at the university. Just think about it, you know, those young students that have these opportunities, they're going to push cannabis into the universities and and do research. Yeah, and that's... That's going to uh, shoot things ahead, way ahead, because see, right now, a lot of businesses are afraid to do research. Of course. There's no banking laws for them. Uh, it's federally illegal. And there's just a few companies that are doing research like this, and one of them is Philo, Philo's Bioscience. No, you haven't it's said that. all you open said that. source you stuff. You said that more than 12 times. It's, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. I love it. I <laughs> I'm love just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love them, man. We love them. <laughs> Mowgli, we love you. We love you, Mowgli. Um, but in yeah, ge- oh, Mowgli's great. But in general, uh, yeah, it's like combinations of people like Philo's. I have to say it like that, though. Fi- if I'm going to have to get a button. I'm going to get a Philo's button, and we're just going to hit it every time. Philo's. Um, but the thing yeah. about guys like that are are going to start it, and then there's going to be people who are going to like try to take it because that's the biggest problem is when people whenever they've asked me to get other people involved, people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then when it gets to the moment of like giving me a, and I'm telling them not, you know, you don't have to give me a cut, you don't have to give me a, anything, just give me a little piece of a piece, <laughs> like it's not going to be usable. And they then they just get nervous that like. Just like everything else that's been sold, I mean, we've had everything else sold about us, like our profiles, our spending habits, our whatever. Oh, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's our cannabis, you know what I mean? And that's, like, way too close for a lot of guys who have been, like, you know, in love with this particular plant for so long. And then they've been, like, you know, had lost relationships over it and, like, you know lost you know friendships whatever but somehow hung on to this thing and then all of a sudden someone takes it and just pulls it up on a screen and that's almost like uh, it's like it's good and bad you know what i mean they don't even, they, a lot of people don't want to see it don't want to know <laughs> just want to like keep the well, magic alive you know well i think we're gonna see one of the things about phylos is, is you know they put things in public domain mm-hmm. so i mean out, out in the public so that proves that that variety came from this guy Yes. You know, at that time, so nobody else can can copyright or patent it or anything. Uh, but I think <clears throat> the new varieties that come out out will be uh, you're going to see a lot of differences in them. One, they're going to be stable, which is you know the hardest thing right now is to stabilize something on mass scale. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is you're going to see things like disease resistance and pest resistance, and also Plants are going to look differently because they, they're going to be made to grow outdoors. And so that means they're going to have to have stronger branching mm-hmm. and a real big root system, you know, so they don't have to be trellised and stuff, right? 
and they're somewhat uh, drought drought tolerant for all varieties. So I think we're going to see stuff like that. You know, I mean, if we look at tomatoes, I, um, uh, tomato would be an example like the Sweet 100 uh, cherry tomato. It's just strong as hell, and you can't you can't slow it down. You know, uh, we'll see stuff like that start to be developed. Because right now, the cannabis, the development of it, as far as commercial growing crops go, mm-hmm. is it's, it's about in the 1930s, you know, maybe as far ahead as the 50s, as far as, you know, you put it in relation to all the other crops. So we've got, uh, well, in, yeah, really in the 50s. So we've got about 70 years, 60 years of catching up to do as far as breeding mm-hmm. is what I see. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we do. And interestingly enough, though, we have, uh, you know, a lot of shepherds considering com- compared to a lot of other, you know, plants out there that may have had 10 people in the world that even give a shit about it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, I got, I got, I got a couple <laughs> right. of those. You know what I mean? Like, No, that's true. We've had tons of people. And then the other thing is about cannabis is it lends itself to really quick breeding regimens, you know, because you can have like, well, a lot of people would have like four crops a year average right. <clears throat> when they're breeding, you know, and that's, uh, that's like, well, like you can jump ahead four years at a time. So that makes things work. But, you know, it's only been bred for THC. And, and look what, what's happened with CBD just within like three years, right? Remember three years ago, there was hardly any CBD plants. Now they're all over the place. Right. I mean, and like you said, there's like the, like plants like that Holy Grail that are just like, you know, we were already just like, wow, if you could have a plant that was stably under a certain amount that you could just grow any, you know, yeah. as much as you want. And the funny part was when it, when it happened, I mean, there is, a, you know, definitely people who did it and people who are doing it. Um, and some of them are you know, getting into some situations where they are going to have some incredible amounts of, of product coming off of, you know, when you have a hundred acres of anything and you're talking about plants that are producing <laughs> a ton of acre literally. And then on top of that, yeah. from that ton getting in, in the ranges of, you know, 10% of yield and then those yields being turning into 50, t- losing 50% of that, but still making it like a distillate or something <clears> like that. You start going in like, you start seeing like, Whoa, we're off the charts. Yeah. I mean, like, Yeah, yeah, like literally, literally. But one of the things (coughs) is now, one of the big problems is how do you uh, uh, get all of this stuff and and concentrate it fast enough Mm -hmm. to keep up with the harvest? Because say you don't you you don't have a hundred acres, say you've got uh, a a thousand acres, right? And so you've got to keep up with that harvest, so you've got to separate it out a lot faster and putting things in a tube and running butane through them right. for, uh, or, for a while, a couple hours, or CO2 for six hours mm-hmm. just takes too long. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing, even, even ethanol, um, even ethanol, you got to do a, like, a, you know, sometimes uh, 24-hour, wa- like, soak, you know, before the wash. But you can do a large scale then, of course. And you can, Yeah, you but can, you know how much ethanol overall that takes to, to yeah. do at large scale? It's, yeah. It, you know, it, a huge amount. It's sixty bucks. You know, it's like six, forty to well, sixty bucks think, a gallon. So that ain't that ain't, that ain't too cheap either, right? And it evaporates. No, it evaporates it fast, which yeah. is like, that's the worst part about it. If you open it up, uh, you know, here, yeah. there, and everywhere, you're gonna end up. With, and then you got to recapture it and stuff. And yeah, but it's a long bath. 
that's a heck of a long time to be bathed. Yeah. In uh, I mean, they'll do yeah, shorter. It, they'll do shorter. Fact. They'll do shorter ones, but still, it's like it's definitely not the speediest uh, in that sense. But the scale is higher, of course, and. You know, uh, with any kind of hash make, I think the the key was going to be just like any other thing. It's going to be an inline production, where you know it's literally like flash frozen off the top, right off the bat, going straight through, being processed immediately, and coming out the other end, and then just being done. Yeah, like like, yeah, a, like exactly. a like because that's the only way to exactly to even consider yeah. it. Just because yeah, it's like loading the old pollinator from Mila when she first made that, and it was like. Within within a, uh, two runs, I was like, well, there's a huge Achilles heel, right? Because every time I open this fucking door, I drop a little bit of shit into my product and I have to go back and clean it up again, which t- cost me twice as much processing time. You know, there was always like these little like in- things you had to figure out. And then it was like, she made that one corkscrew one that was like about eight feet long. You know that one? You know that, oh right, right. And that I, one, I know that one. Yeah, and that one was yeah, genius. That, huge. that one was genius, and that one. The only problem that had was that not enough people needed it. You know what I mean? And now I think everybody kind of needs that because the idea of like if I had a ton of weed going through my building every month or two or whatever it was or something or half a ton or whatever. If it, I'd say if it has to move from room A to room B, there should be like a that tunnel that it needs to go through that goes right into my little office. You know what I mean? Like, here it is. This is Adam's yeah, office. It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah exactly. everything passes by my office, please. And let me look at it as it goes by. Well, it could be like the mail shoot. The shoot. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Well, even awesome. that, well not even, not even I shoot. think, not shoot more, but I think the thing you could do is uh, you could use water to process it, cold water. Hmm. And water is, you know, really cheap. And Not, not uh, for long, dude. Not for long, it. dude. Not for long. Nestle's buying it all, I think, is what's going on. So, once Nestle owns all the yeah. water, then we got to pay a big dollar a gallon, which is why I mean, it's coming up. Why you use liquid nitrogen to replace the water? Yeah, that's also not cheap, though. That's pretty cheap, dude. Is oh it? yeah, oh yeah. Compared to how much you get for, I mean, for seventy-five bucks for thirty liters, that can run a lot of material in the place of water. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know, if it, oh. if it does anything more than. Because the problem I found with dry ice back when that was a thing, dry ice is terrible. It was like it's terrible. Like it didn't taste good. Yeah, it beats the hell out of it. It makes it all just like. Blood. And there's some like you get a lot of it, but you don't get good. A lot of it, but there's some different chemical composition. I feel like between dry ice and liquid nitrogen. We have a, we have we have another person here, just in case you think I'm talking to myself. By the way, you know, oh. or he's like, what? He's like, thought, he's got a hand puppet and he's he talking to himself. Yeah, yeah, I got this whole thing going on. Don't worry about it. You'll you're, you'll be you're, you'll be part of it. Hi, Jorge. No, it's the kid. It's the Hi. kid, aka extracted Colorado. So he's going to get real huffy about. Well, I, heard hash. There, I hear he's, we were talking about hash making, so I had to come down from my upstairs. He venture. ran downstairs. <laughs> he made more noise than your painter guy did, actually. Oh, good. Yeah, good, so good, good. We have our own yeah. noisy people around, so even he was one of them. So now he's here to tell us well, all about nitrogen because yeah. it's awesome uh, to, to talk about industrial hash making. Liquid nitrogen um, is pretty awesome, though. Yeah. No, I think that, that's. Definitely key, and I think. How long does it take though for liquid nitrogen to to react with it? So it depends. It, uh, it depends on if you're using uh, dry material or, like Adam said, like flash frozen. You know, fresh material. Um, yeah, flash frozen. So yeah, after the flash, flash frozen, frozen, after you do the liquid nitrogen process, I mean, nowadays everyone just has the freeze dryers. So I mean, you could just pop it in the freeze dryer for 24 hours, and you're ready to get it. Uh, either refined through sift screens or pressed into rosin at that point. Okay, that's a lot. You, you couldn't do really a lot of it at once. 
Oh, you could. Yo, you yeah. absolutely could. I mean, the guys in California, the, the, the clear scientist, actually, he runs, man, they dump 550 milliliters of liquid nitrogen per batch. They're doing like 10,000 gram runs of fresh frozen material. Um, Ten to 20 pounds. Yeah. A thousand grams apiece. They're into one big vat. It looks like a big brew tank, mm-hmm. um, and they're able to drop okay. in, you know, ten thousand so gram runs. Doing ten kilos. Absolutely, ten yeah, kilos in one run, oh. and that takes about you know almost as long, if not a little bit shorter than if you were you know processing it with with water and ice. Um, so uh-huh. to do that would probably take you know two hours, and then you just have to let it dry, and you're ready to go. So you could do a lot uh, with with liquid nitrogen at a, in a quick time. Yeah, but see, we're talking about harvesting a field. <clears throat> excuse me, that's got a hundred acres. See, see, yeah, that's huge. You know, you would need a lot of liquid. Well, nitrogen that's industrial. That. See, yeah. yeah. See, that's a lot of nic- liquid nitrogen and yeah, that's a, the, that's a significant the time and everything. So there's only, you know, the parameters completely change because of the volume. Right. You're not talking 10 pounds. And you're the, talking 1,000-pound runs is what you're looking thousands. to do. 2,000-pound runs, 5,000 Yeah, thousands runs. over a short period of time. See, that's the other thing. So that's why I thought water would be such a good deal, a water bath, and, and send it through several separators. Yeah, I think I think um, in that large scale too. I think you're going to probably want to work ultrasonically or something like that, where you're like, because that's the thing is we don't nobody's really everybody's thinking screens and stuff, but like screens are are, are already slowing things they down. They clog up. There's, and <laughs> there's such know. a it's such a like that's like the nightmare part of the whole thing. So I think if you just think ultrasonically and then basically hmm. run it through the next you can still do it through screens but you just have to like, like have it have it already to the point where it's not like it's not separating any larger material because the large material just you know how it is pulling those certain bags you're like <laughs> fuck this, part, this there's, part. A, there's a there's a company called daily extractions and, and i don't know if it's california or oregon um but they specialize in large scale closed loop water extraction like that so they have these big tanks um, that you can do very, very large scale. They make them custom to size, but it is entirely closed loop that, so you're not pulling bags. It uses pressure to, uh, as the water drains, pushes the water through the different micron screens, which you're then able to Uh pop out from their uh, placement where they are put into the machine and simply collect all the hash right out of there very quickly. Um, And and Daily Extractions does a pretty good job, but again, we're talking a 100-pound run, not... Thousands of pounds. A hundred pounds. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, because how much pressure would it take? And it's so if you much. could do it at a constant rate. Right. See, that's the, that's the thing with the water. You could really do it at a constant rate. Mm-hmm. Um, remember the the washing machines? They were doing the washing machines. Well, start it in the washing machine and then run it through a series of sieves under a bit of pressure, and that'd probably do it. Yeah, I mean, it's got to have everything's got to be heavy duty. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing is, as we all know, cannabis tears everything apart, no matter what it is, like heavy duty or not. You're still like, fuck, this stuff is like, because every kind of resin is different too. Like, some resin is like real flaky, and some resin is real. Just oh, right, right. There's like, a whole lot of yeah, yeah. So it's in general. I mean, well, it hasn't really been, except for like recently. I'd say you know. Obviously, uh, Frenchie's machine is pretty damn impressive. Not cheap either, but impressive <laughs> as hell. Like, you know, it's like, okay, well, now we're talking like properly built stuff for what we're trying to do. 
Um, you know, everything should be stable. I haven't seen Frenchie's Machine. Oh, you haven't seen it, no? It's like, well, it's definitely no, like a... Prop, no, I just, I saw him over at Spanabiz, that's it. Oh, uh, okay, well, it's, um, it's you know, definitely, uh, I forget the exact price, but it was definitely like, holy shit, that ain't cheap at all. And then <laughs> and then on top of that, you're like, mm, you know, Is like, it a butane or... No, 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 it's a... Uh, it's like a water. It's a, a water extraction. Uh, oh, thing. really? Yeah, but it's very well. It's like it's it's professionally made and stainless, and you know, very overbuilt in in a way. But it's kind of what you got to do, though. That's the whole thing with cannabis. I think you got to right. If you, if you overbuild everything, you'll probably be right around the right range, especially if you want to use that thing for a long time. Um, well, yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna dump on it pretty hard. <laughs> sure, and it, you know, I think it's also interesting to see that the water hash, like you were saying, that would be probably the most stable for long term sort of production. And in a way, it's true. Um, and I think if everybody would get off the, not that butane's bad because I think it's great for pulling out the right certain terps and stuff. But if everybody just get off the idea that everything has to be. Uh, that particular whatever whatever the texture that they like whether it be crumble or or now if it's all oh, like right. soupy or if it's because that's the problem you want terps you're going to lose some structure you know what i mean if you want structure you're going to lose it's kind of all comes hand in hand you know it's like people who want i want really strong weed but i don't want it to smell strong you're like okay that's hard <laughs> right right <laughs> because Come on, it's kind of like break. you know what i mean and i don't want it to be too sticky it, you're like okay it's like right. part of the deal too so in a way you have to like uh work with what the plant already is, to, does on its own which is you know that's the the beauty of this whole thing is in the end it's really like we don't do we, we do stuff but the plant does all the, the real magic um yeah so true but in the beginning, when you were doing these books and stuff, did you ever think that it was going to become like legit, or did you kind of feel like you were just going to be um, like a, a yeah, pirate, pirate for I the rest mean, of your life, underground guy? For the first five years, I was really naive, and I thought, oh yeah, this is going to be totally legal in five years. And then the next thirty years came, <laughs> and it was, you know, I mean, it was it was pretty tough. You know, I mean, well, you moved to Amsterdam just yeah. to. Yeah, well, I, I sidestepped. Know, some freedom. I sidestepped everything when I was young. So I was yeah. like, I got there when I was nineteen. I left when I was forty-two or so, forty-one, forty-two. So I was like, all right, it's time to get out of here. You know, now I'm in my forties. I can go home as an adult and get taken seriously. Because I always felt like I was never going to get taken seriously. Uh, and the thing is, if I had like two or three weed fucking things on my record, I'd have been fucked. You know, what I mean, that would have been the end of it. So I was like, hmm, let's get out of here. Oh, while, yeah. Let's get out of here while the getting's good, you know, and I got to Holland and I was like, this is a good spot. I like this. This has, this has potential, you know, and stayed there yeah, for 21 years. Yeah, because otherwise you just would be in jail. I know the exactly. feeling. That's what happened to me. That's why I left. It's like, well, yeah. guys like me just don't live with this, this system too well. No, and you know, the thing is, it was also like, it was pretty easy to leave when I left because it was like, you know, Bush and, you know, see Bush Sr., you know what I mean? So it was like, right. all right, I'm out of here. Right. This place is evil. Like, you're terrible, you know. They, so all of a sudden it was all coming out, you know what I mean? The vibe was switching and turning into the, into the like, oh, this is an easy place to get the hell out of. And then when I came back, I kind of felt like everything was, like, turning in the other direction where it was like, wow, Europe's going bad and America's turning into a cool place to be. But then... <laughs> you know, then the elections happened. Exactly. And then all of a sudden America shows its true colors and all of a sudden we're like, okay, this is this is what I kind of remembered except even more extreme. And so now, you know, everyone's looking out to the rest of the world thinking there might be a safe haven somewhere else. But the problem with that, I feel, is that, you know, it's only safe 
for you if you're there now. You know what I mean? If you come there as a last-minute ditch effort kind of guy, you, you know, you, you might pull it off, but for the most part, you're kind of going against the grain everywhere, you know, because that's that's where they it all stop goes. you at the border. Yeah, yeah, and locals, I mean, you know, I was lucky enough to come here right before 2009, so it was like uh, right before okay. it all happened. And then now that it's all happened, you see it all fizzling, you know what I mean? Kind of, okay, everyone's ready to go somewhere else, you know, because it's like, it's not, yeah. it's not the cool place to be anymore. It was between 2009, 2012, this was the place, you know what I mean? So they experienced yeah, exactly. that Amsterdam thing for that, that Amsterdam had for 20 plus years, and now it's lost its thing. You know what I mean? And now Barcelona's the cool thing. So yeah, I'll, you know, but I, I'll tell you, I've been in Barcelona. Well, I'm there a half time now, but uh, I've been there for uh, twenty years, mm-hmm. and my God, it's it's great. Yeah, it really has, and it seems like just the last couple of years that the tourists have discovered it. Right, you know, it's always been. I mean, it's always been relaxed as far as uh, it's been a hash smoking culture. It's right across from Morocco, obviously, and uh, yeah, they're yeah. they're pretty cool people. Like to party, like to go late. Um, which is yeah. everything yeah. everything yeah, fits our everything that. fits our lifestyle. We're like, yeah, you guys like to eat at midnight. It really does. It's got a a good international airport there, <clears throat> and uh, it's on the beaten path. Everybody's uh, everybody wants to come there because it's such a great city. You know, two thousand years old, and uh, lots of stuff to do all <laughs> the time. Yeah, it's a great place. I'm back um, at the water fountain. So, oh yeah, good. Got to keep hydrated. <laughs> speaking of hydrated, yep. speaking of hydrated and, and waterborne and weirdness, um, we got somebody on the chat who was uh, wondering about the. Now, is he talking about the Midwest or no? Where's the? Is there a place? No, just the mil- mildew. Like basically, what do you want us to explain? Mildew pep, uh, powder, powdery mildew, or something else? Or they were saying something. They're saying something about the mildew shower. Mildew shower. Mildew yeah. shower. I don't know exactly what they're talking about. Do you know anything about that, Jorge? Mildew shower? Yeah. <laughs> well, mildew, uh, powdery mildew, is all over the place. And if they've, got, if they've got powdery mildew, they should get rid of it as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get rid of it real simply. Uh, and, uh, two, I did several videos on, well, no, that was, well, yeah, I've done videos on powdery mildew. Uh, but one of the best ways to get rid of powdery mildew is just to use uh, baking soda because you want to change the the uh, pH of the leaf surface. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, uh, just raise it. Uh, baking soda will raise the pH to 7, mm-hmm. and it, it, the mildew can't live in that environment. Sure. It has to have an acid environment. And then... Um, there's several several different organic sprays you can that you can put on to guard against it. That's what I always do. And my favorite stuff, I always get this uh, or make it myself, activated aerated compost tea. But if it's indoors, you should just buy a product. And what was I using? Uh, Serenade. Serenade, I think, is uh, a good one. You've got to put it on every week or two. But yeah, that's. That's uh, and then afterwards, you can also take your harvested buds and put them in a five percent solution mm-hmm. of uh, of uh, peroxide. 
H yeah, hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. and wash everything off. That'll wash off all the adulterants, everything. And that's a real good deal too. So you can always get rid of it. Yeah, I mean the thing is, and like you said earlier, it it, it is I, I the way I, I think the best way to do it is to fucking kill the plants and give up on those particular plants and move on to something new um, if you can. You know yeah, I mean? because, that's true. Because it's like one of those things where to battle it, it, you know, you can beat it for sure, but it's very much like yeah, opportunistic or something, or kind of like a herpes thing where it just well, comes if, out. Well, if you've got expect, it, I mean... Yeah, you'd be like, ah, I got it again. Like it can't, but it doesn't come out except there, for those two times a year, you know, when it's flares Okay, up. well, there's a couple of things about it. Um, one is you want to get it before it enters the, the system of the plant. And it, you can see it. You can go around with a black light flashlight, mm-hmm. you know, a UVC, or UVB flashlight, and uh, look for it. And you see it, and it, it turns iridescent when it's laying on the leaf. Yeah, and it, you can do that daily if you've got a little uh, indoor room. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I know people that take U, a UVC light, and they run that over their plants uh, every two days. Right. And that'll that'll kill all of all the fungus, all the the um, all those little spider mites and everything. Yeah, but you got to be careful when you apply that. But just read about it, and but it works great. Yeah, the uh, yeah. it's amazing too with those kind of things too because you don't really have to like you know blast them with it at all. You just have to kind of just kind of like you said run it over and like whoop, and then it's it's like hmm, that seems a little too magical right there. It's like definitely. <laughs> No, it fries them. Yeah. It fries them, kind of. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I, in fact, I did some, um, there, one of the videos I, I had that on, too. Oh, there's a siren going by. Um, yeah, there's, uh, I, I did a video on that over in Austria. That's what those guys were doing at their clone factory. Right. Yeah, well, with the clones especially, yeah. places like that, you really want to keep an eye on things. Uh, because the yeah. la- last thing you want to do is buy clones and get hit with powdery mildew. Because I've, I've seen it a million times where you you be looking at a place that's selling clones and you're looking at them and you're like, wait a minute, I can see it like developing in front of my eyes. You know what I mean? It's like really like- once once you can see it, it's there's two different times you can see it. Once is right when it lands, right when the mildew lands on the leaf and and it starts to grow and before it penetrates the leaf, mm-hmm. and then the other time is after it's just too late. Right, you can already... see it, and it's all over the plant. It's, it's, al- it, it's already in the system. You can't do anything with that plant to get it out of the system. Mm-hmm. You can only kill it on the outside. And that's why when you say throw the plant away, I mean, that's, I mean, that's not such a bad idea. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> no, it depends on how big it is and all that stuff. But sure. you can't get rid of it out of that plant, ever. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is like if it's in your mom's and you're making clones and you're kind of like, uh, you know, you just, you really, you know, you can, you could take those clones and treat those clones really harshly and put them through like, you know, chemo basically hell and back and they might power through it all. But at the end of the day, a lot of times those plants kind of like always get damaged a little bit. Like whatever you, even if you go 10 generations yeah. away, they might look good and everything, but they're, they do kind of like have some memory of that, 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 that like time you abused the fuck out yeah. of them. Because you have to. You have to like yeah, hit them you know, I mean, every day, three times. You're right. Get different. rid of them. They're sick. Yeah. Just get, get, them, get them the heck out of there. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, the cool part is, is that... That's we, usually we, what I do. If there's any sick ones, I just get rid of them. Yeah, that's well, the, why I always have more plants, you know. 
Yeah, and that's that's the part where I guess whenever you're asked and whenever you know we're in a situation where we can actually help guide uh, the powers that be with their rulings towards growing, I think one of the things that we kind of it gets left out a lot of times that I feel like it should be always talked about is the fact that not everything is about flowering plants. A lot of times it's about holding genetics. And, and if you're a breeder or you're a real grower, you're, you don't want to always grow the same thing all the time. So you may need 20 plants just to have endless combinations of plants. You know what I mean? And five of those could be oh, yeah. females or more, but they never like, they don't ever think like that. They think we want to flower everything we grow. And so it kind of messes up people's situation when they're saying like, yeah, you can grow 12 plants. And you're like, it's not really enough because I need to have no. 10 or 12 plants just, just as moms. You know what I mean? And then those, those 12 need to make vegging plants, which need to then go into flower, which all is like a multi-stage process. And so it's kind of hard. I think vegging plants need to be like not considered as much in the game until they're like in the actual well, yeah. flower room. Yeah, exactly. You know, because like that's what they do in in uh, Austria. Uh-huh. That's why they have the clone factory that's legal there, or a couple of them. Uh, you can buy? grow thousands of plants as long as they don't flower. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many you have. But there, once they flower, they're illegal. Yeah, you know, totally but illegal. It's still, if we could just have a flowering plant and no no limit on the the smaller ones, that'd be perfect. Yeah, it's kind of the way because it has to go. In it, the it's, long it's really difficult. Yeah, and not even for making clone factories, but even just running your own thing, it is hard to, uh, you know, try to, like, start from scratch every single time. Like, like, you can't do that. So you always have to, and you can't do seedlings every single time, and you can't, you could do clones every time, but then you can't have a mom around if you're going to, you know what I mean? So it's like, kind of, means you got to go buy them, which then opens you up to pests every single time, and so. Right, so, you know, right. The, Best gardens I've well, ever, you ever know, been to have been self-sufficient for all their clones. Like they don't take in a single clone for years. You know. Yeah. See, I'd like to see. I'd like to see seeds become a big deal here, where you just you could just go down and buy packets of seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little bit more difficult to start seeds and everything, but it's a lot easier to for one person to keep a selection. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that'd be great. I mean, you know, just like you do with the well with vegetable seeds. Uh, by different ones mm-hmm. that would be uh the coolest of the cool in fact there's one company um uh, well let's see what's their name it's new uh new age new not new age but uh new something seeds anyway they're uh it's the owner of territorial seeds in oregon mm-hmm. uh has started uh auto flowering uh feminized seeds yeah. yeah, and he's a seed breeder, you know. I mean, they, they have a multi-million dollar business already selling seeds, mm-hmm. vegetable and flower seeds. Oh, that's awesome. And so now... That's great. Yeah, so they're really developing a bunch of stuff pretty darn fast. I was pretty amazed. Yeah, that's, and he's got that, a, a onion breeder doing all the work for him. Hmm. Harold. So we're going to have some onion, oniony based plants, huh? That'll be interesting. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> the terps. Maybe so. That'll but be their They've terps. got a catalog out. You got a catalog out with five different varieties already. Right. So, 
Well, I mean, that's the interesting uh, part is that Big Ag is definitely going to jump in on, on cannabis as much as they can. And that's yeah. not, they're not even Big Ag. They're probably some smaller-sized company. But in general, uh, compared to what we're doing, they're Big Ag, you know what I mean? So Yeah, but they're a smaller-sized company. But I've known known him for a long time, and I said, well, how are you going to you know, grow because of the because you've got to grow in each state? Mm-hmm. And he said he was going to talk to big seed growers that are already – in those states, you know, like Northbrook King or mm-hmm. or Pedo Seeds or and stuff, and I thought, oh wow, why don't you do it yourself? Because you know that's the way we always do stuff, right? Yeah, we'd never look to a corporation, mm-hmm. but this guy's looking at it differently, and he's looking at expanding that way. That sounds and that'd be quite scary. interesting if those guys got into it. Well, yeah, it yeah, doesn't sound like anybody would be really happy about that. <laughs> like really Northrop, like. A, what you mean, like, fucking, now it's going to be... Because the problem is, uh, a lot of times in those situations, you'll get huge yields, terrible weed, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, great. That's what, oh, right. So the wor- right. what sort of the world really needs is, like, tonnage of oh, shitty well, weed well, yeah. coming down. Like, oh. I guess Northrop, Northrop would be a bad example, but <laughs> yeah. I think they're in the running, though, you know? Well, um, they, I'm sure they're ready. I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to get there. They want to... I mean, it. it's still... Even when you compare it to anything out there, it's still worth more, even when we're getting less money than we ever thought we would get. You know what I mean? So it's like, really? Right. You know, they're like, what? You're only, you know, we're like, we're getting 1,200 a pound. They'd be like, 1,200 a pound. But they're also thinking along their tonnage, oh, God. tonnage of, they don't understand the, 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 the difference between the, the good and the bad. And so if you have a ton of shitty whatevers, you're not going to sell one of them compared to a ton of awesome something else that might have cost you more money to produce and but at the end of the day it's it's about getting it sold you know and people getting paid yeah but say if you have uh uh five tons of something then you make concentrate and you sell it for a less price and and you still make like way more money you know i mean because to these guys 500 1200 a pound or 500 a pound or any of any of those numbers are off the charts. They're used to looking at, you know, like 342 a pound right. or something, you know? Right. Well, as we were speaking about as we were speaking about seeds earlier and you were talking about new companies and we're talking about all this crazy stuff, we have the gene on the scene, James Bean, on the line, don't we? Do we? Oh, okay. Who's this? James Bean on the scene. Is he there? James you know James Bean from Seeds Here Now? Oh, no, no, I don't. Well, we don't either because he's gone. Where the hell did he go? <laughs> he disappeared. He was there. I told him to call in. I said, call in. He was here. Now he's gone. He's one of our main sponsors, and uh, he's out of Oregon, so I bet he would be really curious to hear. Oh, okay. So, so I'd be like, huh, who's this guy? Oh, yeah. But he represents like t- yeah, about yeah, 35 yeah. breeders right now, and they're all from America, which is cool. So it's like he's... He's not really uh-huh. trying to take in anybody from Europe or any of the other people that are out there that are like moving from wherever. But he's just concentrating on good old American American breeders, America. America. Oh right. So anyway, he's a good guy to know. Uh, and yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Glad uh, to see. Here he, com- here he comes. Though, more American he? breeders, really. Yeah, and he reps all, all your buddies. All right, there he is, Gene on the is scene. Is he there? Gene on the scene, Mr. Bean. Is that you? Mr. James Bean? No? James Bean. There he James is. James muffle, hey, there he is. Muffle Master. All right. The Muffle Master. I got 
Turn up your mic. Here we are, man. Turn up everything. We, turn up everything. Turn it all turn up. up gonna, Is that Mike? Turn it up. Turn it up. Oh, I, can, I can turn it up. All right, there we go. Just uh, there we go. Crank it up. All right. So is that Mike yeah, also on with you? I, I do not. So unfortunately, uh, oh, I don't want to go too much into detail, but Mike had a family um, emergency, so to say, where huh. his father is um, under the weather and in the hospital. So okay, he is oh. unable. The not a plane crash. That's good. No, not a not a plane. Crash. Not a plane crash. He just got a plane, so we, no, we, no, 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 we're no. all we're all worried yeah, about him. His dad, his, dad, his dad had some uh, some heart some heart issues real quick, so we brought him in, and um, they're doing like okay. Doing. So, so I told him just uh, you know don't worry about today. We'll, we'll do this next week. But I do have something uh, kind of maybe maybe better, maybe maybe just as good. I got uh, a friend of ours on the phone. Who's that, Mr. Wolfie? We called. No. Who's that? Oh, Alaskan grower. Swamp oh. donkey seeds, baby. Oh, Brandon in the house. What's going on, bro? The swamp oh, donkey. nothing. We're just the swamp going donkey. on a run. We're headed up north. Uh, Go pick up a vehicle. You, uh, you guys needed, uh, needed a guest. No, but we got Jorge. We don't need a guest. We got Jorge Cervantes on here. We thought maybe you guys would want to hang out for a second and be like, ah. Yeah, well, that's nice to hear. Glad they could show up. See, we already had a whole conversation. We actually had a whole yeah, thing hey going guys, on. We had, a, we had a whole vibe and everything, but we'll we'll let you hang out. It's okay. So, Mr. Oh, good. No problem. checking in. I actually met Jorge for the first time in Alaska like three years ago. See? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was up there. It was a great time. Yeah, yeah that was when now. I won the first place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, outstanding. Cool. Well, good to hear from you guys again. They're, they're having another show coming up in like two weeks, so we're heading back to Alaska to do that, that same show again, just about. It's going to be our first outdoor cannabis event, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to be outside instead of inside, so I'm hoping that'll be a little less oppressive. Yeah, me too. What, what, me too. Where's it, it going to be? Where's, go either way up there. Where's it going to be? It's going to be uh, in the Sullivan Arena, uh, out, or outdoor complex, I guess, in the parking lot, uh, June, or excuse me, not June, May 20th and 21st. Oh, wow. So just around the corner next week, basically next weekend. Yeah, basically. So you could, yeah, you could look at a 10-day forecast and pretty much tell if it's a complete fuck-up or not, right? It'd be like, oh, my God, what <laughs> right. are you doing? But, <laughs> but nope. it's Alaska, so it could always change. Exactly, exactly. So, Jorge, when you went up like there, uh, up did you get to go check out gardens and stuff and go cruise around? or did you? Get uh, no, not really. I mean, we went. there was a, a trade show. There were some people that brought plants in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was... Uh, I flew into the airport and then uh, went downtown and stayed there and it's got the true back out. Sounds like you got the real, real yeah. Alaska experience there. That <laughs> sounds like a true Alaska, yeah, ex- I, true Alaska experience. But, but Par- from the parking lot go, to go the visit, parking lot. Visit a couple of people at their homes, and the big thing was if you had pictures of a bear in your front yard. Yeah. But it didn't count unless it was within the last week. Because <laughs> everybody had pictures of bears in their front yard, but they just wanted to see them now. Right. 
Yeah. Everyone's got a bear story yeah, too. We, we've noticed everybody has a bear story, didn't we? Didn't we, James? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And, there's, and, 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 and there had to be like a bear in every hotel. It was like requisite for a hotel. If you had a hotel, you had like four bears on the glass. Somewhere. Yeah. The better the hotel, the better the bears. Or, you know what I mean? It'd be like, it'd be like a four bear rating. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. We only have one, you know, and he's kind of dinky. So yeah. Go Motel there. 6 is only like a one, one bear uh, operation, pretty much. Yeah. One bear, you know, maybe a stuffed bear, you know, like a teddy bear, but, you know. That's, yeah. That's even below. Bears. That's below one at that point. So, um, yeah. so, so right now you guys are off to which show you said you guys are going? Oh, Alaska. We, the mechanic in Alaska next week. Who's that? We have a new, a new, new. Is this West, West uh, Cannabis Classic? Oh. Jorge dropped off. Is oh. what they're calling. Jorge's it's, back. Uh, I believe it's the third. Jorge, you back? I don't know. Is he back? Is that him? Jorge. Jorge. Oh, we're waiting for Wolf too. Wolfmaster. He just like fell off the earth. He oh. called. He called earlier, it, and then he failed. Did we lose Jorge? Um, it, it shows that he's connected. Wolf that we went out to dinner with, Adam. What's that? Wolf, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wolf. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly <laughs> yeah. that guy. Exactly. <laughs> All right, he hung up again. Okay, so we'll get we'll get Jorge back on. There he is. Connect him, but Adam, yes. Okay. Ta-da, ta-da. Did we get you back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. went to increase the sound and push the off button. Oh my god. It's all it takes. It's all it takes is one yeah. one one wrong push Technical and you're off the show. Um so so that, that trip up to Alaska was, was that a Canacon show or that was a different one? It's a no, Northwest uh, Cannabis Classic. Oh, Northwest Cannabis Classic. Yeah. Is that is that was that their first uh one or they had a bunch of them already or what was the deal with third, that? Uh, the third annual. Okay. This, yeah, this is their third show. Their 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 very first show they brought up the three amigos. There you go. So they brought the big guns right out of the gate. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of people that came. It was uh, it was really quite a big deal. So a big event. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and people were really excited, you know. I mean, because Alaska's off the beaten path. It really is. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. They're passing around the yeah, same. So that was a good deal. But a lot of excited tokers up there, for sure. And, and it was for knowledge, definitely. And and there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of like, literally for what you're even doing. You're you're for PTSD. There's a lot of guys up there that were like literally like Vietnam vets went up there to get away from America, but be still in America yep. technically and locked themselves away with their Laotian strains that they were doing and somehow managed to wrangle them down and get them into something. And then there was all this, you know, MTF and other things like that coming out of there that were all well-known. And so there was a lot of like, it's always been like, I think it was actually the first place that sort of like got into my brain that, you know, people were growing weed in weird places. You know what I mean? Like, they're growing weed in Alaska, but you know, not, not thinking that Alaska is so fucking big that there's some areas that are actually pretty damn nice, you know? Um, but yeah, oh they, yeah, they've always had that history. I think they've been like one of the like Colorado, too. Um, unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unique. You know, um, they really value freedom, right? And that's what, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's what uh, sets them apart. And there's not that many up people up there. There's like a half a million people, mm-hmm. and that's it. Half of them live in Anchorage, and everybody else lives way the heck out out in other places. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, yeah. and the thing is, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like 
if you're gonna if you're gonna tough it out in some extreme conditions, then you know letting them have some cannabis is definitely not gonna hurt hurt anybody. It's gonna help them out, and it's also gonna you know a lot of those people get literally homebound, but not because they're sick, but just because they're fucking in extreme conditions, and they're like, well, we're stuck in this house for well, X amount of time. So yeah, but you're not gonna uh, um, growing up there was real interesting too because um, some places electricity is generated with like diesel. Uh-huh. Diesel oil. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, it's a kilowatt hour is 50 cents. Mm-hmm. 50 cents a kilowatt hour. And then other places it's uh, less. But everything's expensive there. All of the air, the pot's really expensive. It's expensive to grow it there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a unique, unique climate, unique everything. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and that's, that is the thing is everybody gets used to that too. Uh, you know, obviously because it's like, uh, if you're super isolated, you're going to, you have to pay and there's no way around it. You know what I mean? Now, of course, I'm sure Amazon's opened up the door for a lot of people up there like, holy shit, I can, I can order stuff now. This is great. You know, cause before it was like, what, you know, everything. And, and I've, I mean, cause I, my, with, with uh, hoodlum, if I send stuff to there, it's fucking expensive just getting it there, you know, because they know. That the pipeline is uh gets gets shut down, you know what I mean. So they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and uh, it costs a fortune to think, send things there. Yeah, we no. kept thinking that we we needed a container load of cannabis every week. You could move that really easy. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's not a good. What, idea. A, what a thinker you are! What a thinker you're! Such a you think so much, Jeez, George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a unique uh, unique business that would be. So did you get a but, chance to uh, did yeah, you get a chance to smoke like any um, Did you get a chance to smoke uh, any of the Mananuska? Yeah, they had really good cannabis up there. Mm-hmm. Everything I had was quite good. Yeah, yeah. But I was only there for what three days, three days during the time, and it was really weird because it was in the springtime, and it was didn't get dark till eleven o'clock at night. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a lot eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, that was a hard I one went, to fathom. But my terrible up there. I was completely anti-autoflower, if you will. I just wanted to say regular strains. I wasn't doing stems at the time. I wasn't big on autoflowers. I looked at autoflowers as like you always got to go back to the man. You always got to buy more from him. Will never be sustainable. Um, but when I got to Alaska and started talking with people, they were they were like, you know, we we don't have a choice. It's not that we don't want to flip, or it's not that we don't know how to do that like that. But we don't. If we want to grow something out, out, outside in the summer, we only have this limited amount of time to do it. And so for yeah, me, that's right. Like, like these people need root around, whether I like it or not, they need that part of the plant in order to get a crop point. No, that's yeah. true. That's true. In fact, in fact, uh, did you know Alaska has more fungi, more mushrooms than any put any other place in? North America, and that's because they've got so much permafrost that um, that's what breaks everything down, or the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so that, that's uh, quite quite telling right there, man. I mean, it's just a cold place, and it's a <laughs> real short climate. Like you say, it's a real short climate, um, 90 days, and you've got to have plastic. And oh gosh, the, the wind comes in with the rain. It's uh, the fire, it can be fire, really fire, tough. Fire, fire, fire. Yeah, we had three weeks of 
three weeks of rain and clouds for my first greenhouse failure. So that was an interesting challenge. So all of August, right when they were finishing out about week five through bam there with the sun that was horrible but i made it extra heat yep. and lots of dehumidification processes uh, that, that i was able to overcome it but it was a uh, it was a sharp learning curve trying to figure out how to do a greenhouse in these cold temps well yeah. you've got to be able to have a have a uh, have a snow load on it and everything the snow and the wind are the two biggest things you have with those Greenhouse yeah, I had to, I had to scrape it off, and then once I got the snow off of the roof, then I'd have to take the snow blower and blow it, blow the snow away from off of the roof. It was, uh, it was freaking miserable. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a proper and, uh, grow if it wasn't miserable in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's getting up early or shoveling snow for some time, you shouldn't definitely not be shoveling snow. I mean, a couple hey, weeks. I'll tell you though, they've got snow. some. They've got some pretty sweet greenhouses. One of my friends is making, he's made several of them, a uh, greenhouse that's 12 feet wide, uh, PVC pipe, you know, schedule mm-hmm. 40, uh, three-quarter inch, mm-hmm. uh, 12, and a, or 12 feet wide and 60 feet long, and then he takes one of those golden arms, you know, and mm-hmm. attaches uh, dark plastic to it, mm-hmm. and he can control the entire greenhouse. He can darken it out and everything. And run the entire greenhouse. It's super efficient. You know, once he gets it planted, that's it. He just uh, lets things grow and pays attention and darkens it out when he needs to. And one guy can, well, he's got, I don't know, seven or eight of those things now. I don't know. Well, yeah, and that's, uh, I mean, that's the whole thing is it's just being uh, on point with, you know, the whole thing with, with uh, light depth stuff is, you know, you want to, create a way to make it not so labor intensive and if you get some uh, yeah if you have some assistance in some way shape or form or you design it so that it, you can do it with one one you know one person's ideal obviously if you can do it with two max but if it gets any any more complicated than that it's it's not really possible to, to pull it off because it's all about timing and, and, and maybe being on time every yep. time I went with a lot of my uh, actually starts start stocking up on Mephisto. He's like, you know, if I can just do feminized autos and not have to flip pups, I'm down. And so I've heard, I don't know, probably a good 10, 20 different growers that have just switched over to those feminized autos for, to get double crops. Mm-hmm. And tally. So, so yeah, obviously yeah. I'm looking up Golden Arm immediately, so like it. All right, and I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> Got to get one of Oh, them. yeah, Golden Arm's <laughs> They rule. Yeah. You can make them yourself. They're not that hard to make. Sure. Uh, or you can buy them, uh, but they rule. Mm-hmm. You know, they're limited as far as you know how how big you could use, yeah. wide you can use them. But see, for one guy to do sixty feet, he just he he crosses it over on one end mm-hmm. and then walks to the other end and does that end. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, it's the right amount of Base and width, so the entire tarp falls over. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if nothing's hung up, they don't have to have a rope or anything. Yeah, no, and that's and that's the thing. So, you know, depending on your night and time, and uh, when you're actually when you're like if it's if it's condi- weather conditions and things like that, 
you want to keep it as simple as possible. Oh, it's man. like one of those things where, you know, <laughs> trying to explain to somebody how to untie a certain thing. Like, yeah, just pull it around the thing. And it's all windy and horrible. And you're like, oh, my God. We're going to lose this thing right now. So it's a little bit. Well, a horizontal rain coming in. Exactly. It's a little bit like sailing because it's like. It easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little as bit easy as possible. You want it as easy as possible, right? But yeah, sometimes it's comparable to sailing, where you're just like, you just want to stay where you are and not deal with it, but you know you got to get up and go fucking out there and deal with it because that's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all about the timing, you know. And yeah. So you're like, ah, get out there and just like, uh, and I've you know that's, and that, that's and, why. I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I went automated on the timer with the automated arms, so I didn't have to do that. Every morning thing, you know, totally predictable. Right. Thank you. Yeah. My biggest problem was the the um, atmospheric controls, though. I mean, it was always a fight with humidity or regulating the temperature to to keep it under under eighty or under ninety, and you know, just just a constant battle. Or it would get too cold at night. You know, dropping down into the forties and, and the thirties. Yeah, and then the, the entire top of the, the greenhouse would condensate with the cold air on the top. Mm-hmm. So that was single layer, though. I think double layer is going to be my key, or polycarbonate would be the way to go. Double layer makes a huge difference because you've got that insulating um, space in there, and it, it, it really buffers the temperature. It won't get so cold at night. Yeah. Um, and or hot during the day, both of them are really big. Oh, yeah, it, double. It, 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 I was concerned that it was going to make it make it get even hotter with the insulated layer, but that's good to know. No, no, that's that's what that one layer is. It cuts light. Light. I was going to say you're going to lose that's a little bit of light. Thing. That's the only. This is your your one issue. You're definitely going to yeah. lose probably about eight, eight or nine percent, probably or something like that. Yeah, uh, depends on your quality of your plastic but the other good thing too is that the inside one as long as you have those layers pretty well sealed should stay pretty damn clean and you know the outside one obviously would have to be you know, the one would take the most abuse and have to probably get changed before the inside one would but yeah the combination of just the smallest amount of air layer is huge because that's like uh yeah the best insulation you can yeah it makes do. a huge difference yeah and I mean, yeah, in extreme uh, conditions like that too, it's also sometimes it's a good idea to change your outside shell even halfway through the season if it's if it's designed properly. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal, just because like you can, you know, you're going to lose X amount, and if you just like as you flip it over, uh, you know, maybe halfway through the crop or even every crop, whatever, as long as you kind of just like keep it updated like that, it's, it's way easier to do it with. Uh, if if you have double layer, you can kind of lower the quality of the thing, knowing that you're going to come down, uh, coming down after the crop anyway. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Always get decent plastic, though. It'll it'll yeah, last. Yeah. Oh yeah, decent, of course. Uh, if you can keep it up. Um, yeah, it's really amazing how how simple and and inexpensive the greenhouse technology is now. There's all kinds. There's a uh, Oh, what do they call them? They're like easy clips to mm-hmm. uh, oh, for the tarps. and you get special, yeah, to yeah. to mount the the plastic. Those work really well. But there's some just inexpensive things you can do that, man, you can raise the temperature ten to fifteen degrees or ten to even twenty degrees and keep it buffered too. 
such right. a dual layer is a big it works real well for sure um so uh, james you got any crazy crazy specials because we uh i I didn't play your song yet either i'm playing on the outro by the way just so you know oh nice it's a good track uh yeah we've got all kinds of crazy specials going right now so i believe it's um 25 percent off everything on the entire site if you uh if you pay for your cash money order so you pay with the money order Or cash, cash you said. Cash or money. Okay, got you. Yep. We've got a fifteen percent off. It's, uh, we we got a uh, we've, we've been a, we've been a target here and there, but we got a credit card processing back up and running, and so fifteen um, percent off all anything off the whole site uh, using Visa or Mastercard. But uh, the, the big one's twenty five percent off um, using cash or money order or whatnot. Gotcha. Um, we just got the Brothers Grimm, the, the new Brothers Grimm Fem stock drops. Cindy and the Apollo come nice. Which are, uh, I've been flying. Um, the B99, uh, the Queen of Soul, another one that he did. Um, of course, Brandon's got his uh, all his strains he's got running. Um, Sled Dog's been moving really big for us. Uh, we're at uh, June 2nd and 3rd, we'll be at NorCal for High Times, uh, their cup. For, uh, fortunately, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, if I'm being honest, you know, I don't really those guys but it's there so um and then there's also there's also a show in reno that same weekend so i'll probably do the reno show wow that sounds like another uh, one of those uh oh, reno show reno show <laughs> well it's nevada you know i'm terrified in nevada i don't believe them i don't believe that they're going to go from zero tolerance to welcome we take everybody's cards i think they're going to let go really i didn't even know there was a show there in reno i went to one in las vegas that was incredible it was that um the business show Marijuana business show. Yeah, that was that, that was one of those shows that you were like amazed, where you were like, "Wow, it really was pretty good." Because <laughs> I went the first yeah. year, there was only like like maybe 150 people the first year. It was something crazy. It was like, "Oh, this is a failure," you know what I mean? But everyone was like, "Oh, this one had over 10,000." I know it was nuts. It was amazing. It, it definitely, and they've just grown exponentially. So it's great. Also, all like the Gavita after parties and the big suites and stuff, right? Yeah, of course, the big Gavita after parties. Yeah, the, that's at the the one that has the pool sticking out of the building. Of course, that's that's the one you got. You got to rent those rooms. <clears throat> um, but uh, so that, so you're gonna you guys are gonna go ahead. Other than that, the big the uh, big big seller this week, of course, is uh, is exotic with his new triple OG line. Um, the, the Cocoa Puffs, uh, the Purple Lamborghini, uh, 17 different lines of Jack Lamont. It's just it's phenomenal. They've been flying for so, um, Trilogy. He, he busted out his old Triple G line. So. Sounds First, pretty uh, cool. About that. Uh, and everybody that on the Buck, on the Buck Russell auction, FYI, yep. um, the pack of cubes that got donated by yep. myself, that yep. went for $8.50. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for bidding on that. That's awesome. I will cut that check for to whoever I need needs to do, and we'll put that right in. So, awesome. thank you everybody for supporting that and putting on that. That's really cool. That's cool. That's great to hear from Buck, Buck Russell's auction house. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good. Uh, yeah, I just want to catch up and say, hey, uh, nothing really big, and nothing. Uh, not, everyone definitely wants to take up yours in Perry's uh, time. And I haven't seen him on the on the circuit as much recently with the three amigos, but. His his uh, his media team is doing phenomenal things. I see him everywhere on the internet. So 
that's right um well cool cool so uh we will be seeing the the, the seeds here now crew i guess when, when will i be when will, when will i meet up with you guys i don't even know where we're where, where gonna be anywhere good oh uh, yeah it's looking like uh oh, boston what about that boston what about that boston canicon you doing that thing Yes, sir. So I haven't told you yet, but it's looking like Boston Canicon. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, how about that? I kind of thought I heard about it. I like Anchorage and Fairbanks before that as well. Yeah, so that's uh, Boston. It's going to be you, Ethos, uh, Melvin X is going to come out, a bunch of the East Coast guys. I'm trying to get Greg to come out, but no chance in hell. So. Right. <laughs> that would be awesome if you could get Greg. I mean, you wouldn't have to go very far, but tell him you buy him a ticket anywhere else yeah. after he's the show. He can go anywhere else he wants to go because it won't be very exciting. I, I know that he's been offered. He's been offered to trust his amount of money just to sit there and find shirts. So hopefully we'll talk to him. Into it. We'll see right. if he can if he comes up. Gotcha. All right. Well, cool. Nice having you on once again, and we'll uh, we'll get the update, and then Brandon will do another. We'll, we'll do a proper show with you. Show. What was that? Say we'll do a proper show with you soon. Uh, cool give, deal. Give, give us give us a quick uh, up, like shout out of any websites they want to look or Facebook or Twitter swags or whatever you know whatever whatever you got. Oh, it's here now. It's my big shout out. Uh, go go check them out. And uh, you know, right now I'm just looking forward to High Times Cannabis Cup there in uh, NorCal. I'm gonna have. We're going to be the first out-of-state booth for Swamp Donkey Seeds, so come see us. Got some deals on seats, some new stuff, and some awesome freebies. So, are you going to that? Yeah, are you going to go to that show? On the show? Um, yeah, I'm going to go to one the NCIA show in Oakland, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not going to go to the one down in um, in Southern California. I went. Uh, I've been several years actually. Yeah. Um, it used to be in Riverside this year. It's going to be up on the hill a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, uh, Vernonia or Vernona. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's always a real good show. Yeah. It's always a real good show. Lots of uh, concentrates. Every, all the kids do concentrates All there. those kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all comes yeah, from flo- it all comes from flowers, as we know. So we know it. We know it doesn't matter, even if the people want to believe it or not. It's still coming out of a flowers, and then there will be, you know, possibly some yeast extracted THC in the near future or something like that. We'll be like, whoa, bro, this is made with non cannabis. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it's going to taste any better than <laughs> than real properly grown, <laughs> since we, you know, anything else has been stripped off of anything else. It, Usually doesn't taste as good as full, you know, bubble hash made with it or full flour made with it or whatever. You know, it's like. Oh yeah, <clears throat> no, it's so true. So lets you, uh, it's like good food. You know, mm-hmm. good food is good food, and it's hard to hard to write good food. <laughs> well, yeah, and you can't like. Oh man, take take extractions of food and turn it back into. Get out of your hair and let you guys finish. Okay, the nice one, man. I'm nice. Yeah, we'll talk soon. All right, awesome. Peace out. All right, guys. Have a good one. Appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Take care, guys.
gene. Oh man, the gene yeah. on the scene. The gene on the well, scene. I got to get moving here too. I got a right. another engagement to go to. Well, you know, you're here for another three more hours, dude. We're doing we're doing six hour shows now. I decided <laughs> now that you got you on the line. No, it's good. I'm glad you Where's could actually Jerry stay. Lewis, Jerry Lewis for the marathon. Right. I can, I'm glad you could stay on as you long know, as you can. And I'm sure. I'm sure we could talk Pardon? for. We, I said I'm glad we got you as long as we yeah. did. And I know we could talk for another three hours, no problem. But uh, no problem. I'm just gonna uh, uh, keep my eyes out for you at the next couple shows I'm at. We'll see what we do. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll link up. I'm sure we're gonna link up soon. Uh, if you get any time, uh, something you really want to get out into the into the, the mass the mass media, like Adam Dunn show, it's so mass. No, like the just if you want to get it, get it to some select few people that are uh, actually on the scene and really know what the fuck they're talking about, or at least want to know what they're talking about, then definitely get you on the show again soon. And uh, okay, and maybe we'll get try to get the whole three amigo crew. If you guys are all together one time, we'll try to get you like a, we'll, we'll make that into a. Oh yeah, Lowenfels and Alexander, that would be fun. Because I've had Alexander, three, I never yeah. had. I don't have. I haven't had Lowenfels on on yet, but we could definitely get. Oh, Jeff's great. Jeff's great. He's I think cool. actually, I may I actually may have had Jeff on way back in the beginning too. So I have to go look back. I'll look back on my on my deal. I may have had you all separately. I believe we have, uh, but you know, you know how these interviews go. So, uh, you got any kind of one sort of central website that you use or or link to the uh, website? Yeah, marijuanagrowing dot com. Okay, marijuanagrowing dot com. That's my uh, that's my site. Cool. And then my last book, I haven't even mentioned that. That oh yeah, uh, talk about that. Talk uh, about that while you're on here for cannabis, the last five seconds. Yeah, right? cannabis cannabis encyclopedia. Oh. And that's done real well. It's 596 pages, mm-hmm. eight and a half by 11 inches. Weighs uh, almost two kilos. Two and, kilos uh, of info. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's honking huge. It's, as long as it goes and by it's got kilos. Over 2,000, uh, it's over 2,000 photos in it, full color. Right. And it's really well done. Yeah, it's got everything about growing. That's awesome. Uh, well researched. And uh, well edited, yeah. All the information guaranteed correct, right? Which is a pretty big thing to say, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've got going there. That's awesome. And then, are, and is there is there an, it. Is there an online version thing. of it at all, or is it a, is a strictly uh, no, no, no? There you go. No, Keep there it is up. for marijuana horticulture, which continues the Bible. Everybody calls it. Mm-hmm. Is it continues to be the number one selling book? I, I can't believe that that book. Yeah, it's still number one. Still number one. Do you, have, do you have a lot of those number one uh, foam things that you run around the house every year, going number one again in your face? <laughs> do you do that? You give me in your face every time. No, no, not really. <laughs> it's just you know. I mean, it's been that way for. So I don't know long. what happened to Wolf. I don't know what happened to Wolf. He was gonna. Wolf was gonna jump on. Uh, yeah, he had a he had a family crisis. Wolf did Wolf did too. Oh, wait. Yeah, his oh, okay. father was sick. Oh, I, is that what it was? Oh, okay, I, I didn't realize that. it was yeah. Wolf. I thought it was. Oh, okay, yeah. I got you. Um, so in general, uh, we'll, I'll try to get him and you on maybe the next time together because he had some okay. classic old stories. He yeah, wanted, yeah. He wanted to pull up, and you know, that's all yeah, right. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll do it. We'll sure, yeah. Get you on soon. Guy. We'll get you back on soon, and then uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll like I said, we'll keep an eye out for you, and we'll just hopefully. I'll try to get. I have to get. I have to get. I guess an encyclopedia now. So I'll keep. I'll maybe I'll even go order one. How's that? Just to just to contribute. Oh, to cool! The, if, well, the big thing is to make uh, a review on Amazon. Uh-huh. Reviews really help. 
Uh, that's I forgot to mention that. Yeah, okay. reviews are cool. We like reviews. Um, All right, I will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely the thing to do. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll okay, talk soon. Cool. We'll, okay. we'll talk okay. soon. Okay. Hey, thanks so much, and uh, nice to be on your program. Thanks for Any, having me. Anytime, there, Jorge. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Okay, for sure. Bye, bye, Adam. Peace. Uh, it was nice to talk to Jorge again. Um, we were talking earlier about Barcelona, and he was there all the time. And one of the things I do have a guy who, in classic Barcelona fashion, we can't ever seem to make a fucking <laughs> link work out because of the time difference and everything. Oh yeah, um, it's about eight hours later there, mm. and I keep trying to get him to come on the front of the show, and then somehow can't get to him. But he's got a dispensary over. Or not a dispensary, I guess they call them clubs. So he's got a club over there yeah. um, called the Plug. And it's apparently one of the best ones, and they uh, won a bunch of cups and are very conscious of extracts and have a really dope environment and stuff. So anyway, they were talking about sponsoring the show. Interesting. Which would be cool. And then they were talking about if we wanted to do an Adam Dunn show invitational in Barcelona. Well, absolutely. Which we we wanted to do before, but now I was like, okay, well, now that the – Spanibus has already just happened. We have a whole year to kind of plan it. So it would probably be obviously close to Spanibus so the people were already there from everywhere. It gives people a reason to go there. Um, on another note, we're still... I know we've been saying this, and we can't really announce if Antsy's happening because we're we're literally trying to make it work because of the whole... Everybody trying to go legal and make it work and because of the people traveling oh. from everywhere to come to the our event and that being in the description makes them all scared so as always we're always like a bad bo- bad boys of the bad boy industry <laughs> like you know how are we the ones who are so co- so now it's like been offered to me can we do it as a california only event which was like you know like oh. yes we could because obviously everybody's from california that's but I, that's how I worded it back to her. You know, I was like, that, that's, that's easy, right? Everybody is from California. Even the people from Massachusetts are from California because that's pretty much when you're in California, now you are from California. Right? So you were like, now I am from. Here I am from. But if they get all up our ass about IDs and medicals, and the thing is Cali doesn't need medical anymore, so that's good. But if they tell us they need like some stupid bullshit like that it would be kind of weird i don't know anyway i'm keeping everybody updated i hope by next week we'll be able to announce officially yes it's happening and yes this is what we can do you have just enough time if you put a fucking plant in the ground today you'll make it barely but (laughs) (laughs) but the idea is hopefully you're already doing it and it's something you do and it's not a one-off because that sucks too the minute you minute you grow something and it's awesome but there's a but you never you don't have any real idea of it then all of a sudden you grow it three or four more times and it's not really what it was and eh, oh it's a hermaphrodite you know they get right. you down the tubes you know better to grow something that you've grown a thousand times and you're like this is rock solid you know right then you can then you have some long lasting thing um, we definitely forgot to uh, talk about Incredibles edibles and Boom. extracts last time they were like were they the only ones we forgot about or yeah it's the only ones that we forgot about oh. Okay, so we'll do them, and we'll do a little quick quick other shout-out to everybody too on the way out. Um, but these guys are 
set the bar right now for extracts and for edibles, mostly for edibles. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wouldn't say mostly, but mostly known for edibles, let's say. Right. Um, extracts that go into those edibles, though, are super consistent and super fire. That's why they are uh, able to produce, produce uh, great products for other shops and of their own line, which is the Black Label. The uh, Gold Label would be from the shop that you are standing in at that particular moment, their own product. Mm-hmm. And if they have pens on the shelf, it could be both, either Black or Gold Label. And Those they, are tasty. Super fire Man. taster. And they're just made really well. And so if they, you know, if you have a chance and you're going to be cruising around and want to be smoking out of a pen, then, or, you know, that, that's your thing. Then and they got the fruit juice. Up, new fruit juice and, and sour gummies sour gummies so they're going to expand in their line a little bit but they've also got a huge line of great of great uh, chocolates which like i said consistent as hell they have the 500 milligram bars they have 100 milligram bars everything in between and all smartly labeled with a little number on each piece so even after it's been broken off the main piece you can kind of still see what it is and now they're also doing a cbd pen uh, cb sorry syringe deal for uh, patients that are really looking for uh, sort of uh, ready to go activated oils to help out in their situation and it seems like they have about six in each pack or something like that was that uh, I don't know what the uh, I think it's just one syringe oh it's one syringe sorry yeah, they're just showing it off I think they're just showing a bunch oh of they're showing it off it. making yeah. everybody get excited yeah. check out all these syringes I could be wrong I don't know but I would like to know more about that because that actually interests well, me well I think that came on just after our show that was right. released they should have talked about did yeah. they talk about it no I don't think oh, they did oh man they I don't think, think they, they lost did. that chance Max yeah. why yeah. was Max not more on it either way they'll they'll We'll get a chance. We'll we'll have to ask Max and Derek and everybody find out what the deal is, mm-hmm. and we'll report about it on the next show. Um, but I also want to thank everybody else, like New Millennium at newmillenniumnutrients.com. Also, uh, seeds here now. Seeds here now. We just talked to who. See now, the funny part is, is that he's always complaining about our shit sounded bad, and now our shit sounds like a fucking. Yeah. Perfect. His shit sound crumbly. Yeah, his mic was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty like he was there. crumble. I was rumble. riding the fader here. And we were actually up and down and trying to make it sound good. <laughs> I think he always tries to do it off of one of these deals, and it's like not a good idea. Oh, uh, like, sure, I got you. You gotta gotta get it, or it has. I don't know what he's got. He's got something, something stupid, or a game gaming set thing is what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are terrible. Yeah, it just matters. I mean, yeah, some of them get, are good, but I'm yeah. sure you can get good ones. But it just I don't know something about it. Um, but you could just grind them all up and turn them into grow stones if they were made yeah, out of yeah. glass, but they're not. Mm. So you probably won't. <laughs> but, um, but you could grind up bottles and it, you could just not. You could just drink bottles knowing that they're going to be possibly ground up and turned into grow stones. If you're, it'd be great if you had like a choice because then we'd see who, like, if grow stone had like their own like recycling bins everywhere where you're like, Please help us make gross. I would just go. I would drive like five miles out of the way and dump all my bottles. Yeah, man. I'd do and that They too. would have been killing it back in the day when I was a complete raging alcoholic. <laughs> now that I'm all just Mr. Water Guy, I don't really. It's kind of funny. There's like I don't even think about emptying the, the glass thing. But before, it'd be like daily chore. Just like. Right. And you hear it all go out and you'd be like, oh, my God. Am I contributing to the gross stone phenomenon? Right. Look at my, me and my. 18 different kinds of 
IPAs. <laughs> but uh, yep. go to grossnode.com if you want to see if they're around and then zone near you. Super great uh, thing to add to your soil instead of perlite. Um, also great to bo- hit the bottom of your pots to aerate it a little bit, which most people don't even think about until it's too late. And build also, a soil. You can go to build a soil and get the rest of the stuff to make the, everything else inside the pot work. Uh, you know, you don't have to grow up. pure cocoa. I'm a little bit of a skeptic on it. You can do it; it works. But I think plants like to have all these other great amendments. And I'm all about organic soil if possible. In any situation, it's not always possible on large, large, large grows because of you have to have 10 different people or more trying to monitor one thing it's kind of hard but if you are grown for yourself i would suggest nothing other than growing 100 percent organically and by doing that going to build a soil and picking up all the amendments and all the different things you may need to make that soil the best soil you could ever imagine hell yeah buildasoil.com and or 855-877-SOIL talk to them jeremy hopefully he's on the line i doubt it. he'll be busy in hell he's got bunch of people working there which are all super knowledgeable also and they can help you out and that's it, that's it. um should we play the song oh yeah 100 percent. this is a song right, from our buddies over at um seeds here now and it's huge bro it's gonna be a huge hit and i've already I, I can tell a hit when i hear one all right here it goes and uh while that's playing out we're going to say goodbye to everybody. But before, don't play it out. Don't oh. Let's just say goodbye. And we'll play it out, and that'll be the end of the thing. And while we're playing out, we'll just do some dabs over here. And you guys can listen to the song. Instead of trying to get back on after that whole thing and then try to top it off because it's impossible to top because it's such a – it's going to be a huge hit, bro. Especially in the West Coast. It's all West Coast. It's going to be people throwing signs up, gang signs everywhere. Crazy <laughs> shit. Awesome. And I'm wearing red, so I don't know if that would, what the hell that means today. But uh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick, who are off to Sweden next Tuesday. So this is my last time on the show that I'll be around with them for until three weeks. It's going to be craziness. Oh, wow. Parties raging every day. Oh, yeah. Papa's going to go nuts now. Parties and fires. It's actually going to be lots and lots and lots of uh, work out of the garden and the farm because that's the shit that. It's always calling my name, so hopefully calling yours too. Get out there, plant some fucking literal literal trees and literal trees. Uh, shout out to Ace down at the farm, Andy killing it, making things just pop off. Uh, Tanner also uh, stopped by. Shout out to everybody else. Shout out to Rhode Island for getting in their applications on time and hopefully crush your fingers, everybody who did. Hopefully you'll be the first in that state to be legal and make your shit turn into a legend. It's all about the legends over there. Uh, shout out to MTI for making sound sound better, which that's important. Now I have control. It makes sense. I can actually listen to my... Hey, I can do it. Yeah, you I can hear myself. control things now. It's not like, yeah, do okay. it. It's all coming together. Only takes four years, right? Right. <sighs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for Chat Gang, for everybody for listening. And download all your stuff. Thanks to KTI on SoundCloud or what else we got it on? SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, iTunes, and 
whatever else. Yeah, whatever, I mean, whatever derivative. Yeah, just look it. us up in any of your podcatchers. You'll probably find the feed in there. Yeah, uh, and also yeah. and also on live stream. Also, if you have that connected to your TV or whatever, it's pretty cool. I go home and I'm like, oh, look, we got live stream on our thing. Bam. Works better on the TV than it does on the thing uh, sometimes. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. See you guys next week. Uh, I don't know who we have, but it'll be good. All right. We'll see if this thing plays. It's having some problems. So what? We might not have it. We'll see. Come on. I can play it, and we can just put our thing next to it if that's the word. Oh, there you go. There it goes. Oh, shit. Here we go. See you guys next week. No